Yes, I can. Yeah, see, that's what you want. Because I don't want to... I've had I had episodes when I first started this. I didn't understand how these mics worked. Yeah. Everybody was like right here. And the entire time, it was like... It sounded okay, but it was like not very good audio because they were mm-hmm. right here. And instead of right here, where it's crisp so and clean. Crisp, like an audio book. Also, I've got a, you know... Very smooth, sensual voice for uh, for podcasting. Uh, <laughs> that jazz, a jazz voice. Well, I I told someone today. Uh, so I went on. A, I just got home from a date. Actually, not to brag. Oh, yeah. A uh, good date. Like, did it go well? It did. Well, this was the third time we've hung out. It wasn't the. It wasn't the third date, quote unquote. You know. Okay. But it, we did. We uh, we watched. Uh, the new Spider-Verse movie in theaters and cuddled. And that was a lot of fun. Shit. I forgot that's out. It's great. It is a stellar watch. I really enjoyed it. And although it's supposed to be a two-parter, so there's a little to be continued at the end to spoil that cliffhanger, cliffhanger, but they, 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 they they announced that before the movie released. Yeah. So because of that, there's no post-credit scene. You know, I love a post-credit scene. I don't I do like, love a good post-credit scene. I don't like two though. I don't like the one because Marvel movies they it's the yeah. first one and then they have oh and look there's one after all the other credits. I don't <laughs> like the second one because it's so it's such a long time and then half the time, especially lately, I feel like the Marvel movies their second post like I didn't need yeah. to stay for this. Yeah, where it's one of those ones well, where it's like oh you're still here. To be honest, that's been how the Marvel credit, post-credit scenes yeah. have been. Have been and they, Because what it was is they would do these teaser, the little like stinger to show you, we have more coming. Yeah. This is what to expect. That's the mid-credit scene. And then the post-credit scene is always like a little epilogue to what's happening. Like Thor the Dark World was literally just Natalie Portman making out with a... Stunt double, by the way, not actually Chris Hemsworth at the end. Like he goes into the room, but apparently, like the actual scene was not actually Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, <laughs> so she's making out with uh, a stunt, uh, another another actor. Some of them I like. Some of the yeah, some of the goofy ones I like, and then other I, ones like Deadpool. I did enjoy. Oh yeah, because it was meant to be silly, and so I was just like, yeah. I'm I'm excited because Deadpool is filming the third movie right now, which is going to be an MCU and direction. I'm wondering because. Spider-Man, Daredevil, and mm-hmm. fucking Deadpool. They hang out. They do. So that's There's my a, hope and dream. <laughs> there is a pretty decent comic called Spider-Man and Deadpool, actually, that came out back in like 2018. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it was a congl- it was It was sort of a little bit of anthology because it was uh, different writers doing their own little stories within it. So, like, it started with Joe Kelly and, um, God damn it. I just forgot I his name. I believe in you. Come on, I know this. It's the it's the <laughs> it's the people who popularized Deadpool because Deadpool was created by Rob Liefeld and his horrible not being able to draw feet self. Uh, <laughs> his his horrible let's add pockets like not just pockets but like like you know like uh, military style pockets to everything. Yeah, yeah. Compar- yeah. cargo, cargo short. shorts yeah. and stuff and just random bullshit. You know, he was also he was also one of the people who popularized the no waste on women. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. we're like mm-hmm. huge tits. Fat. Giant bazongas. tits. Bazongas. Huge butt. Huge, you know. And, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, as a man, I get it. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 
fucking male gaze. Just but absolute fat dumper. Just a fat dumper. Huge tip. Just, just. And the middle half doesn't exist because you don't really care about I it. I mean, anyway. who cares? I mean, they could, you could, women could just have like in the middle, they could just be floating, Invisible. you know? They Invisible. Be, what is her name? Sue Storm. Sue Storm, yeah. I was, uh, I had uh, Amanda Lindell last week. <gasps> Love her. Great. You should listen to the episode. We talked about the Cliff Chang and Brian Azzarello run of Wonder Woman. It was fantastic. I believe it. It's a great run. That was the New 52 run of it. So, but I was talking about how during the 90s, it got so bad that Stu Storm had a boob window on her suit. Yeah. She had had like a, a Power Girl style. Like Power Girl is known for that. And it's kind of a joke at this point. Where like it's just, <laughs> but <laughs> a boob window. That's what it's called. Well, that's basically because where there's supposed to be a logo, you just see cleavage. Just, oh yeah. And that was during the '90s. That was like, I believe it. Yeah, the '90s. I don't like '90s Marvel for the most part. The '80s were really good. Like this, the story we're gonna. I should probably introduce who you are to the audience. By the way, uh, perhaps. Yeah, I, I've got Tina Hogstrom. Hey yo. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is Obsessive Comic Disorder. As always, of course, this is Gene DeWeber. I don't have guest hosts on the show. This is just me talking to people about comic books because I'm a lonely fuck. Mm, Selling that intro. Just really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lonely. I'm here. I'm here and it's a good time. Uh, (laughs) This is episode 75, by the way. Holy shit. Milestone. Thank you. Yeah. And you're the second guest coming back from a, like two month break. So honored just flipping you know. my hair for those listening. I'm flipping it. <laughs> She's, flipping it's, it's, just, it's like Fabio level, too. It's just like basking yes. in the wind. I don't even Super there is no hair. wind in this room. How are you doing that? Tina? Um, magic powers. I am in yeah. the MCU. Oh, are you the Scarlet Witch? Yes. But like a good version. <laughs> yes. But I still look like Elizabeth Olsen. That's all I would like. That's fair. She is a very attractive woman. Stunning. Super stunning. Stunning. And she, and unlike her sister, she looks like a normal person. Sis- sisters. Yeah. Si- well, I said, that's what I, I think. I, I thought I said sisters, but that's fine. I heard sister. And then I was going to be like, hey, twins. Twins. The, yeah, the, <laughs> that's a rough story. Uh <laughs> The Olsen twins, uh, they, they became fashion moguls that don't eat food. Let's That's, get into that. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> Dare Never Born Again is really a story about, well, about. I mean, Karen Page. I mean, oh, good Lord. Miss she, Karen. I do like how, like, as, so one thing I really like about this, because this is Frank Miller and David Mazzuccelli, and David Mazzuccelli has, you can tell, you can see his art adjusting and kind of like, evolving into i was showing you earlier batman year one right and if you look at the art in batman or year one it looks very similar to the last like three or four issues of this because mm-hmm. it's interesting because like the earlier stuff i don't know if you've read the other frank miller stuff that he did like his where he started like his no, electro saga so klaus jansen was the inker for frank miller and a bunch of other people and klaus jansen does what frank miller does but better just his art is better. Like Frank Miller, Frank Miller also has just become a horrible artist as he's gotten older. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen the new Wolverine poster he did? It is. Oh, show me. It please. is rough. I'm going to pull this up. I love to see oldies failing. <laughs> it is. Oh, man. Well, he just, I mean, 9 11 ruined him. Ooh. He was already kind of like 
becoming a little bit he's definitely like libertarian but like the worst kind of libertarian like so not a, like a ron swanson not a ron swanson I, yeah ron swanson is is a fairy tale uh that's yeah that's the libertarian fairy tale <laughs> like i would hang out with ron swanson oh, for sure even if he only could stand me for five minutes yeah. you know like even he would hate me but i would hang out with him <laughs> i would be relentless <laughs> You do have a little, like, I don't know. He did hang out with Leslie No quite a bit, and you have a little bit of Leslie Nope <gasps> energy. So. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write that down in You're my dream r- journal. Because <laughs> this feels like a dream. This feels like a dream right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's not. But, okay. That just means real was, life is that I was going to make a reference to the song Sex and Candy, but then I was just like, I don't want my room to smell like sex and candy, you know? Because the, the, the song where he says, well, darling, yeah. it truly is a dream. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's the first thing that popped in my head. But I was like, I hope, I mean, there's worse things that a room could smell. Yeah. <laughs> I had a litter box in my room for ooh, months. Ooh, that's, yeah, I could, that could be rough. That could mm-hmm. be real, real freaking rough. Um. Also, I live with a man, so... It's true. I, I'll be honest, I was realizing my room was a little bit fresh earlier, and so I used some litter box spray, the stuff you spray to, like, make it smell better, <laughs> in my room. So, it all comes together. It's all, it's all, it's all connected, just like the MCU, which, you know what? They're finally delivering on that promise. Which promise? Oh, I almost burped. Yeah, you did burp. I heard it. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It, it was, was like a it was like a, little, a it was like a little it was tiny a weird internal burp where it happened in the in the in the gullet of my throat <laughs> like a big bird. <laughs> it didn't come out. But the sound was there. It was, I love this microphone. Yeah. It picks up all the things it, I want. Oh, absolutely. Great. It's uh normally I would edit that out, but that's staying in there. That is mm. that little like it feels like a it sounded like a swallow. <laughs> it did. It sounded like you like swallowed cartoonishly, is really what it a was. A gulp. Yeah, like a gulp. Exactly. exactly. Where you can see the Adam's apple. Yeah. <laughs> like I am a little confused by why you have such a pronounced Adam's. I'm kidding. Uh, you, don't. Well, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you, you have you have no visual Adam's apple whatsoever. So. You hear that, folks? No visual Adam's apple. <laughs> so. This okay. So what is really funny? So I'm going to show you two pictures. Right, this Great. is the original awesome Frank Miller cover for Wolverine for like the original miniseries. It. He did the art for the original miniseries, and this is a recent picture that he drew. Move for that actual... bullshit closer. The hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it is legitimately. <laughs> he drew that <laughs> for a recent miniseries, like a gargoyle on a tall hotel building he, from 18. Yes. Yes, it is awful. It is not. It is like, what the fuck happened, Frank Miller? And it's it's the thing is, oh. is this is like this is the kind of art he did for Sin City, to be honest. And yeah. Everybody loves Sin City for some reason. And the movie was fun. Well, the first one was. But it was actually a time where I, even though the words are the exact same, the events are the exact same in the movie, I like the movie better. There's a few times that that's the case. Not a lot. That in Ghost World. I did an episode with Jane Malone on Ghost World. The book was good, but the movie's better. I honestly love when that happens. I like movies yeah. so much. Yeah. The new Spider-Verse was great, for example. And not just because I, so I, I got to cuddle with a really pretty girl today. All right. Well, don't brag. Um, I I'm, I'm bragging a little pillow. bit. <laughs> I have a pregnancy pillow that I cuddle. Am I pregnant? No. I cuddle up to a pillow, Jean. I'm alone. <laughs> 
in my air con- my cat's asked to be let out of my room <laughs> they don't even want to be around me like they, 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 they watch they, a good movie fuck you they broke reality and actually spoke perfect english too when they did it yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was like the movie cats and dogs you know when they when, said your life makes me sad can yeah. i get let out of this room which like for a cat that's surprising because they yeah. will they will hang out around anything really one of them's been in my life for 13 years and i think she's had enough She's done. That's fair. 13 years. Yeah. And and you're in your 20s, so you've had uh-huh. it for a long time. Like, yeah. That's a good chunk of your life. She's inbred and, and fat and old. So you know what? <laughs> I'm doing a little bit better than her. I'm not inbred. That, fair. Well, fair. actually, you know, we don't know. We don't know my ancestry. I actually... <laughs> there's a dog that just barked. Probably, probably you only picked that up, so I, I it had heard no me. reason. They went, you are inbred. Yeah. My, I found out, uh, my, uh, hmm, I don't, it, yeah, I'm just going to reveal this to the world right now. Great. Uh, my grandparents on my mom's side were second cousins. They used to lie and say they were third cousins, which is, I guess is a little bit better, but <laughs> they were second cousins. Not only that, but my grandpa grew up with my grandma and knew her. He was eight years older. So like at eight years old, he saw a baby and was like, I'm going to fuck that baby. Someday. I'm going to get so nasty up in that. It's, I, I'm, we're going to have th- three kids. Mm. <laughs> Can't wait to build a family with my family members. <laughs> speaking, speaking of which, I just had a fun memory the other day of my mom calling me one day. And my mom, my mom just like calls me and tells me unimportant shit all the time she'll just yeah. tell him she's in her 60s she never learned to drive which is kind of weird yeah so she like re- has heavily relied on my dad but it's like it's her choice you know it's not my dad like pushing her to heavily rely on him yeah. it's more like she she just really grew into that housewife kind of lifestyle you know some people um, really like that you know sure yeah. so i had a recent memory from like six years ago that at the time i just dismissed it as mom i'm just like okay mom let's just talk about something else she told me that she watched that movie about temple grandin right do you know who that is? Mm-mm. She's like a really famous agricultural person who's also heavily autistic. She watched that movie and told me I really related to that person. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense why we had. I once had a, I had a conversation with my mom about how she doesn't understand nuance. She doesn't think it exists. Oh, she like, might have a touch, as I said. Yeah, like, yeah, a touch of tism. Like, it was a fun conversation, too. Like, this is a deep this this episode, man. Like this is this this episode. Wow, have Frank, we talked about the comic? Have, no, no, not at all. That's that's fine. We won't get into it. This <laughs> this you know what? This is actually some of the lighter me talking about my life episodes too. Oh my the god! Really, like first season is mostly just me getting over my trauma with Christianity. So, oh well, is this a, is a great comic for that. <laughs> Catholic guilt. Oh yeah. Carnal oh, yeah. whore Matt Murdock, my favorite. Mm. <laughs> Him meeting oh. his mother and her lying to him. Yeah. Yeah. Her uh, being a nun. Great. Yeah. I great. Love. So great. I That's season three of Daredevil was partial. Well, yeah. Kind this of a... was like loosely based. They wanted to loosely base season three on this comic. Yeah. And man, I what was shit? The guy who is, is supposed to be Nuke in this comic. And I love that in the comic, Captain America finds him and is just very disturbed by him because he's got this American flag (laughs) toot on him. Speaking of which, Nuke was on Jessica Jones 
What? I've yeah. only watched, I think, the first season. He's and in the a first half season. He is? He's the guy who is Wait. like in a relationship with, uh, was it, was she, was he with Jessica or was he with her stepsister? Oh. But the guy, the blonde guy. Yeah. That was Nuke. What the hell? Yeah. That was Nuke. That was. <laughs> I just wish they'd had the tattooed American Yeah, they didn't flag. do the tattooed American flag. They did do the pills, though. In the first season, yeah, yeah he's taking pills. They never. It was weird, though, because like they had that. They used a lot of Daredevil villains for non-Daredevil stories because the second season of Iron Fist, which was better than the first season. I, I'm, I'm not. Um, I can't even watch it. Anyway, the and second season. The Defenders. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, second season of Iron Fist was actually Typhoid Mary from the comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Typhoid Mary. Didn't Matt Murdock in the comics dated. have... A, yeah. Yeah, they dated. He... He's a slut. And I love him for it. <laughs> yeah. Matt Murdock has... has he's, he's so slutty. I love it. He, he's, he's, he was with, with Black Widow for a while. Yeah. They and had I, a relationship. Oh, I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been yeah. so. I, that to me makes a lot of sense, and I like it, and I want to see it, and I'm mad. <laughs> I need things yeah. to visually think about. Yeah, and now of course they're not going to be able to do it in the show because. Which interesting enough, yeah. this I don't know if we've said this is that we've, we're covering Daredevil: Born Again, but now I have. So Daredevil: Born Again by. <laughs> once again, Frank Miller and David Mazzuchelli. 1986. Close enough, I think. 86 or 87. 86 or 87. Either way, it is during the first renaissance of Marvel, I would say. Well, because there was the... Obviously, well, maybe not the first, because the original Marvel comics are pretty heavily lauded as the reason why comics started being taken a little more seriously, because they started doing really good character work, even though Stan Lee's dialogue was a little okay. Kablam! Kablam. I I love those. Yeah, it's great. But I was more talking about the fact that he highly, highly exposition, high exposition mm-hmm. with those. Because, like, do you know what the Marvel method is? The classic Marvel method? Tell me. It is the writer who most of the time was Stan Lee, <laughs> who was writing like six or seven books at the same time, was like, I don't have enough time to write a real script. So each page is like, Galactus attacks New York. That's it. Oh. And so Jack Kirby or Steve Ditko or I don't know, a bunch like John Romita eventually the and like all these other artists had to work with that. And so mm-hmm. there's a controversial idea because a lot of people consider Jack Kirby a bigger creative force behind like Fantastic Four, for example, and even the original X-Men than Stan Lee, because what would happen is after they would draw, then Stan Lee would come in <laughs> And then write the dialogue, which is really funny to me because Stan Lee would describe what's happening in the panel as part of the descriptions. And I was like, it's not necessary. You can see it. You can see Unless it. Unless you're Matt Murdock. Unless you, yes, <laughs> who, who can touch a piece of newspaper and tell by the grooves of the ink <laughs> what's being said. Oh, I have so many thoughts and feelings on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into a, his power set first. Let's just start with that. Let's go. <laughs> I could never date him. And I will you say get... that. I don't know how any of these women dated him. And this might be gross. Okay. But I'm going to say it anyways. Okay. If he can smell that Foggy Nelson had mm. onions two days ago, you don't think he can smell that you shit 30 minutes ago? Yeah. That is enough for me. I could That's never, fair. and I'm a stinky person. Mm. I could never 
date him or even maintain a friendship with him. I think he just got used to it because like How? everything smells like shit at that point. Well, that's true. And everything. Again, what a horrible life. That's a horrible. Yeah. <laughs> everything smells like shit. You know, though, on the uh, on on a weirdly kind of gross level, he would know that when you're on your period. Oh, and have he, a good idea. Yeah, he would like, sniff around. He he wouldn't. Well, he wouldn't even have to sniff. He just like it. Just like would come in like a whisk of <laughs> of iron and weirdly salty. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you speaking from experience, Jane? I have three sisters and a mom. Okay, you can sense it. I can sense it. I can tell. Um, I can I can also tell when a girl is lying about being on her period, and I'm just mm. like. It's very consent's defensive. important. It's you know? very defensive. Yeah, it, consent is important. So like, I don't fight it. Obviously, if a girl says she's on her period, if she's just not in the mood, that's fine. I told Amanda Liddell I have a healthy fear of women. You know, not like a, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like the same way you fear God, like you love God, right? If you are a Christian, I'm not, but it's a big part of my life in the past. Women are Old Testament God. Women are old. Te- well, women are New Testament God. So <gasps> okay. so like he'll still if you if you fuck up he could still kill you you know yeah he has the like, ability he has the ability there's that story in the bible about that couple that lies about tithing and then gets murdered by god you know so he could still do that he's still gonna you know fuck around but like yeah. most of the time pleasant and is hopeful you know but like a nice guy but like once a month you gotta you gotta be a little more scared of god you know like it's just how it works every now and then you gotta take a step back and go I'm watching yeah. you but also sometimes it's fun to mock God a little bit, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> fuck with God, just fuck with God a little bit and f- maybe fuck God. I don't know. Well, it's the right God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of Catholic guilt, <laughs> this is going to, this is okay. So this is actually really funny. The girl that I, if, if, if I'm even dating her next week, it would be nice because I've actually oh. enjoyed it. This, I'll be honest, and if she listens to this, if she's still dating me next week, she'll probably hear this because she wanted to be listen nice to last Be nice to week, him. Right? But this is the first time in a while where I'm like, oh, maybe something can come out of this. The fact that we've hung out three times in less than a week, oh, and we're hanging out promising. tomorrow night, and it's promising. I For sure. I could also be like, next week, recording my next episode, and be like, really sad, but we'll see. Let's find out. Right. <laughs> I'll listen in to see how but, it went. Cool. All but, right, let's see his mood. But the thing is, is she is from Africa and she is black. And I guess not so surprisingly, she does believe in Jesus and goes to church. I don't have a problem with that. Most of my family's Christian. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not my thing. And I've definitely done a lot of growth over the years. We're like, because I was like heavy atheist when I left God. Mm, and now I'm like, yeah. now I'm just like, believe what you believe. As long as you're, you know, it doesn't make you a horrible person. That's fine. I think it's the, for me, as long as, whatever your religion is, as long as you're a person who leads with, treat everyone with kindness. Yeah. Golden rule. Treat everyone with kindness. And if that's what you believe, if you believe in God, if you believe in whatever, great. As long as you're a kind person, I think that's okay. That's a great PR moment right here. (laughs) Treat people with kindness. (laughs) Brought to you in part by PBS. By The more you know. OPB. And NBC. The Reading Rainbow. The the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> really escalated fast. That Brought was... to part by the underground government. <laughs> the, the shadowy government that uh, is run by lizard people. Uh, <laughs> hey. You know who's not a lizard person? Daredevil. Uh, That's right, yeah. he's not. Although, Has uh, he fought a lizard person? That I don't know. 
I'm trying to think if during the during Secret Invasion, a lizard person take over him because technically, you could say you could look at the scrolls as kind of lizardy. You know, mm-hmm. that was a thing. That was a story in like 2006 where they you found out that a bunch of heroes over the years have been taken over by scrolls and they've been slowly like putting in secret sleeper agents. Yeah, that was a fun. They're doing a TV show on it. Yeah, they are. Um, it's, it's just Samuel Jackson, though, right? Not just Secret Samuel Invasion? Jackson. Well, because whole... Rhodey's in it for sure. Yeah, Don Cheadle's in there. But the whole um, uh, preview, so... he goes, and I gotta do this on my on own. my own. And I go, you're gonna have other people. So I will say the thing, the reason why I was saying they're starting to deliver on the promise of it's all connected is, mm-hmm. well, first of all, Daredevil is now. From what they described, it's basically season four Daredevil, is what they said. Daredevil so Born excited. Again. I'm excited, too. I'm excited because they're also bringing back the Punisher from that show. Yes! And they just announced, they just kind of like, there's, they haven't, an, I don't know if they officially announced or if it's just like their rumors, but it's like the same kind of rumors that led to Daredevil being a show. So they're potentially going to do a season three of da- uh, Punisher as well. So I'd be really interested in that. And I, yeah, I really like. I wasn't going into watching The Punisher expecting to like it, yeah. frankly. And then I... Fra- frankly. frankly. <laughs> God, I hate myself. I'm looking at my two Punisher omnibuses right there. Hey. And Cosmic Ghost Rider, which is Frank Castle in the future, <gasps> who makes a deal with both Mephisto... Jesus Christ. And Galactus. Oh, my And God. becomes the Cosmic Ghost Rider because he's a combination of Ghost Rider and Silver Surfer, basically. Jesus Christ. And he's awesome. All I'm thinking and about, hilarious. because I'm a romantic girly, let me tell you what, based based on everything you know about me, I'm so into romance. The romance. But I love the relationship between Karen and Frank that happens mm. in season two of Daredevil. Yeah. And that that is not at all in the comics. No. They don't have a relationship. And she had way more chemistry with him than she, in my opinion, ever did with Matt Murdock in at least the show. Fair. And then also, her and I mean, Foggy have some crimson on that show, though. Yeah, and her and Matt don't at all. And then in this yeah. one, you know, she's selling him out, and then Matt Murdock gets dumped, and then that girl goes, "Hey, great, I'm gonna date Foggy." Yeah, it's just really cool. Yeah, that's. But Matt is such a. He's got so much. Was it what, Riz? Is that what people are saying now? I believe that's what the youth are. That's saying. what the yes. youth, the youth of the nation. The Riz. They've got the. I don't know. I just said POD song, but uh, <laughs> they, they are. They are the youth of the nation. They are. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I. Uh, <laughs> Matt's got Riz. Bottom line, he's got Riz. He, uh, yeah, he he jumps between ladies pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. He is, and he dates at one point, I know in the comics, I believe he had just briefly mm-hmm. either Bones or dates Foggy's sister. Mm. I believe it's Candace is her name, mm. which, you know what? What if her name was Cleary? <sighs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Foggy and Cleary. <laughs> Although, what is... Foggy has a... Actually, no. Claire. Foggy's Let's a, just name her Claire. That would be a better one. Well, Claire is the nurse in the show who it's does true. not exist in the comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's kind of night nurse, though. Kind of. Oh? 
yeah, um, you're talking about the, the the connecting character of every show, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah, the yeah, yeah. Marvel shows. Yeah, she was well because technically Rachel McAdams plays Night Nurse in the Doctor Strange movie, but doesn't. Oh, right. But she plays the character, but she doesn't play the the if that makes any yeah. sense. But Claire Temple was the name of the character, yeah. and she is from the comics. She is a different character in the comics. Oh. So she is actually from comics. I'm uneducated. She, yeah, I, I know damn. all of this. I, <laughs> I, I am a comic book nerd to uh, in on kind of an embarrassing extent, to be honest. No. Like, <laughs> no being knowledgeable on any yeah. topic is never embarrassing. Yeah. No, I'm I just like to humble brag. That's what I'm saying. You know, I'm just Quit really it's too just humble. I'm a humble bragger. I said earlier off the mic, I was talking about how I've lost fifty pounds. And then I'm like, I'm starting to gain some weight because of these pesky muscles that I keep on getting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kyle Adams and my roommate is like gross. Like, he's like, Gene, just stop. Just stop. I had uh, a <laughs> shout out to a local comic, Colin Maddox. I was talking to him and he asked me at a bar or if they, you know, where they have drinks. I think he was trying to be cheeky, obviously. And then he didn't realize that I like followed him two steps away, by the way. Not very far, but he like freaked out because he saw me and he wasn't expecting me. I was like, it's just that thin energy that I have. Oh and he's like, Gene, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> and I was like, he. <laughs> I, it feels great. Love these thin jokes. I just, I'm feeling, I, okay, it's just, it's still not, I, I'm at a point where I see myself in the mirror and I see it, but I still have enough dysmorphia from when I was heavier. Oh yeah. That it doesn't, quite compute you know yeah like on the second date we were hiking and she took a selfie of us this girl i'm not mm -hmm. gonna say her name because once again you know who rachel knows McAdams. rachel oh, mcadams sorry. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's actually sigourney weaver i like them old you know yes uh, okay no, sorry no. sigourney actually this girl's younger than me but and what's her address no <laughs> Uh, Social security number? So I've, Question mark. You got, that's, that's fourth day material. <laughs> uh, that's what you find out. <laughs> yeah, I actually keep on finding her in a back alley. It's really weird. It's uh, crazy. No, just, you just happen yeah, upon her. Just happen upon her. Nice. She, yeah. It's weird. It's my back alley, too. Like, I live in a back alley, kind of. You do. I was yeah. trying to figure out where this was. I yeah, was and I felt confused. bad because I saw the text message after you came in to the house. <laughs> And I was like, she sent that 10 minutes ago. I walked around the whole little, and I was like, I don't know where I am. I am just really, I, I am a fitness uh, defender, I guess, you know, yeah. in, a, in, a, in an age of body positivity. I'm positive about my body, by the way. So Hell yeah. Yeah. I think, know. yeah, as long as you feel healthy and happy in your body yeah. that's all that matters i think there's so many levels of body positivity where it's i think there are people who are who have bigger bodies and yeah. who work out way more oh for sure and people see them as you know and i call them thick anyway yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's, it's whether you feel healthy or not yeah for sure and if you're happy i don't give a fuck I, I legitimately saw a girl recently at a mic and i was talking to her nothing came out of it by the way you know in case uh, this other girl's still sitting anyway rachel nothing, mcadams, rachel McAdams yeah you see <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I like that we're just starting a rumor that I'm dating 
high profile professional actress Rachel McAdams. The, it's totally just a rumor. The, yeah, the girl, the girl who she recently uh, had an article that she has uh, armpit hair, which is pretty cool that she's like rocking that. I don't care either way, you know. This is this Doesn't, is very this is, on topic. This is very on topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm I'm also doing like PR things where I'm like walking back. I'm like I could say something really creepy right now, and I'm not going to. I could be mean. Say it. I could be mean. You know, well, shave those armpits. I'm just kidding. Don't <laughs> be mean. Let your armpit hair get long. Braid it. It's beautiful. Braid it. <laughs> if you wrap can, it around it, your head, honestly, if you can, that's you know, impressive. Wear it like a uh, a part a par- uh, burka. Burka. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wear your armpit like a burka. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. If you can grow the, I can't. I have armpit if hair. You, if you have long you enough have, armpit yeah. hair to braid or do anything special with it, even just put in a little butterfly clip. Yeah, that's impressive. That is incredibly impressive. And honestly, very sexy. If this, if you're listening to this and you think, man, I can do that. I don't care yeah. what your gender is. Hit me up. Yeah, it's weird. Your hair started blowing in the wind again when you said that. Yeah. Yeah, it's whenever I am extremely turned on by the thought <laughs> of long armpit hair or other things, Catholic guilt, father figures. My hair blows yeah. in the wind. It, it's whether just, there's yeah, wind or not. It, it's very strange. It's this room <laughs> is kind of almost tepid. You could be if we, if we're honest here, but there's just it's it's impressive. I am impressed. You know what I was also impressed by? The art in this book. Uh, oh! Yeah. <laughs> in this book, we've talked so much about. We've, we've discussed. Uh, we yes. haven't even discussed what this is about. What no. happens. His depth in insanity. We were talking. At one point, Kingpin we were like. fucks his whole life up. Yes. And honestly, Karen's kind of the catalyst for it. Yeah. But so heroin and porn in Mexico. Well, because she went off with uh, bright eyes and bushy tail and the idea, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be an actress. She did okay for a little bit. Yeah. And then it went really bad and she started- And then she did really okay for a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. And by okay, we mean bad. Bad. Horrible. Doing Uh, porn in Mexico Mexico and a lot of heroin. I mean, live your life, you know? If that's your best Uh, life, I don't know if heroin is- Hey, you want to do heroin? Live your best life. See, if I'm going to defend things that I, I may not fully believe in, but I think people want me to say, I'm going to defend things that I also don't believe in that people don't want me to say. I'm, I'm just You can all... have any religion you want, and you can shoot up heroin all you want. Live your best just life. Just live your best, whatever, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Let's talk about cannibalism right now. <laughs> Look. I've tasted a bit of humans. Some of it is okay. You want to cook it up? (laughs) Take a drink. Technically, I have two, actually. Um, Two what? We're talking about going down south. Oh. Yeah. Well, Well, you know. We're going to be honest here. Just saying. (laughs) So I technically have tasted human. I haven't. Eaten human. Go into more detail, Gene. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they didn't, it, you know, I got the job done. Oh. I, you know what? 
No, actually, I do. <laughs> I don't. You got the job done. You said with this weird resolve. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't easy, but I got the job done. I got the. I didn't even say it wasn't easy. Mm. It was the tone. It was just. <laughs> This is such a weird conversation. This is fun. This is really fun, though. This is say it into the mic. Say it into the mic. I have performed cunning lingus on a woman before, and they had fun. And that's okay. Let's that's just great. say that. Yeah, got the job done. Got the job done. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else gets the job done? Daredevil. Matt Murdock. <laughs> <laughs> Although in this this story, his uh, law firm is shut down. Oh yeah, and he almost goes to prison. Yeah, he's almost goes to prison. What I love too is that I believe, from my memory, that by the time Foggy defends him, right? Yeah. And at this point, did Foggy already have a relationship with his then ex, like with Matt's ex? By the time Foggy is defending <sighs> him in court. I think so. I think so too. But Matt's yeah. such a little hoe that I don't think he really cared. So there was at least in the the volume I have, they have a previous issue at the end of it, mm. and I didn't read it because it was even though it was the same creative team, I was like, it's yeah, it doesn't apply. But it had her yeah. in it, so I don't know if if did you have the same version or do you have a different version or I don't even have my version anymore. So oh. I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. But I do know, because I went and I tried to remember her and what her other, because I didn't have Batman in comics. So I had to see kind of, and her role is almost exclusively damsel in distress. Yeah. You're talking about the the girl that Foggy is dating. Gloriana. Oh, Gloriana. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And (laughs) I want to say that when Foggy is basically getting matt to not have a prison sentence he is i think she like moves in with him yeah yeah and i want to say they are still living together when he is defending that sounds about right matt which is just wild to me yeah it's i mean matt's gone through the the what the ringer trauma does that little blind boy have uh, none whatsoever i'm lying (laughs) this He's got the best life of every com- any comic book character. I would I would say you know the only person who has had a better life is Peter Parker. Really, that's oh no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their relationship also I love. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I haven't I haven't really read any like comics where they're interacting. I've only just like seen things and yeah. pulled things from the internet. But from what I've seen. I've loved, and I rumor want has it. it. Rumor <laughs> has it. The next Spidey film. I don't know. Yeah, actually, don't. Well, rumor does have it. The next Spidey film. Wow. That well, and I also love going into all of his girlfriends that he has because he has yeah. so many. Matt Murdock. Yeah. Yeah. Specify. <gasps> Sorry, Matt yeah. Murdock. Although well, Spider-Man does too. Uh, <laughs> that is true. He has and dated quite a few women over the years. Typically. Him and Mary Jane don't stay together very often. Yeah. And <laughs> all the women always die with Matt Murdock, for yep. sure. And with most men in comics. Dude, Karen Page's death is tragic. Have you read that story? Oh my God. Remind me of it because I it's, do. It's, I knew she died in the comics. She dies 
after so there's a whole storyline written by Kevin Smith of all people where so Karen Page is given results that she has AIDS. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Which is a callback to this, actually. But mm. what it turns out to the be 80s. is that Mysterio is fucking with uh, Matt Murdock. Right. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. He's, he's fucking with Matt Murdock. And I like how we're going in more detail about this in the story we were talking about. But he's, <laughs> going, he's fucking with Matt Murdock. He makes it seem like this one girl is like the Antichrist, this baby. And there's a whole like thing with a bunch of different, and you find out it is all just Mysterio, even to the point of like making it seem, making it seem like Karen has AIDS. And then after finding out, oh, she's actually fine, good old Bullseye shoots her and impels her and kills her. That's what it is. Yeah. Because Kevin Smith is like, hey, we're going to write a new, I'm going to write the first story arc in a new volume, as they call it, of Daredevil in like 1998, I want to say. It was like the the Marvel Knights run of Daredevil. And he's like, you know what I'm going to start off with? AIDS! Let's uh, let's light, light, light material right there. AIDS, you know. I'm going to say one more time, just just for... (laughs) AIDS, everybody. We're talking AIDS. AIDS. We're talking about AIDS. On this episode, we're talking AIDS in comics. (laughs) AIDS in comic books. 80s were rough. They were... This was the 90s, too. Uh, (laughs) Hold on. Wait, did you say 80 AIDSies? (laughs) I have to pee. (laughs) Okay. May may I do that really quick? Yes, and we'll be right back. (laughs) I'll let you get back on your seat there. We're back, though. We are back with uh, 100% AIDS talk for 24 minutes. Why not? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> all AIDS all the time. Yeah. Make sure you get it a little closer to your mouth again. Yeah. There we go. I get it. Perfect. I get it. Yes. Yeah, you got it. You got it. All right. Yeah. No. <laughs> all AIDS talk. <laughs> uh, but no, Karen didn't have AIDS. Rough. But that was a rough story. Yeah. And it, it only gets rougher. Yeah. Foggy ends up getting cancer. Not in this one, but no. he gets cancer. Yeah. Just... Recently, oh like, the newer storyline apparently really fucks up Matt Murdock from I've heard this Chip Zdarsky mm. run, which apparently is one of the best runs of Daredevil in a long time. I have one that I got. Oh, God. I, I can't remember what year it was from. Okay. It's recent enough where they have cell phones. Okay. But that could be And it's it's within Foggy has already been diagnosed with cancer. He's getting treatment. Okay. Was that during the Charles Soul run that he got cancer or was that during Mark Wade's? Excellent Mark, question. Mark Wade was when he was in LA and things were hopeful. Like there was a little while where things were hopeful. It, I think he's Oh, I think it is when he's in LA cuz now yeah. I'm I'm trying to think about cause it's been a while since I've read that one too. It's been like a year. Uh, I want to say it's he's still in L.A. Yeah, because I think yeah. he has something on the Golden Gate Bridge or some. It's interesting because that that run. So Mark Wade, which is personally one of my favorite comic book writers for superheroes, mm-hmm. specifically for superheroes, uh, Kingdom Come, for example. I don't know if you read that with Alex Ross, one of the my favorite graphic novels of all time about like a dark future of DC Comics that also has like a hopeful end to it. But he wrote Incorruptible. He wrote another series that was a spinoff of that called Something. I don't know. It was also it also had Ruptible in it. That's all I remember. Um, yeah. I think. And he wrote a run on Daredevil, and he was like, "Hey, Daredevil has gone through the ringer." Yeah. Because both Bendis, both okay, 
well, I guess it was technically, it started with Kevin Smith, then it was someone else, and then it was Brian Michael Bendis for a while, and then it was Ed Brubaker, and all of them were like, hey, let's just make it more and more fucked up. And he's like, hey, let's... Oh. Let's have him, like, reveal his identity for a while. He's actually, like, having a hopeful time. Fucked up things happen still, but it's more colorful and bright and vibrant. He's in, he's in, I think, San Francisco, if I remember right. I want to say you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which, actually, it sounds like Born Again might partially, the new show might be a part of that, based off that storyline. That wouldn't surprise me because they, like we said, the third season of the show was yeah. loosely based on this. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of, and especially now that it is Disney Plus. Yes. It makes a lot of sense. With him in spoilers. She yeah. Spoil, sorry. Who is in San Francisco? You're right. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. It, that to me seems like that might be the shift. And I didn't hate how his character was in. That was the best episode. Episodes. That was the best episode of that series. Well, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> by, by a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got thoughts and feelings yep. on it too, and but so, yeah. I, I like that. And and Charlie Cox, the actor who plays Matt Murdock, has yeah. talked about because uh, a lot of people were apprehensively criticizing how him, he, yeah, that. and how it was going to be too light and fluffy, and mm-hmm. how Daredevil's not always like that. And it's I like that his idea is that it's it's still going to be the same character, but it's going to yeah. bring back more of that kind of sassy yeah fun playfulness that matt murdoch often has in the yes. comics and what and he he did have hints of that in the original netflix yeah, series too it just by that that third and that yeah. third season it was all gone and rightfully so because that was the whole thing is it's him yeah. just going through the ringer going through the ringer the ringer because i mean Oops, you're my mom my favorite to sum up a lot of what happens in here there's a scene in one of the later issues where kingpin is hanging out with a bunch of the different mob bosses mm-hmm. in new york and they're talking about how all the damage they're like all the they're like all the money we've lost because of the drug deals and he just does this like big dick move of being like well actually technically the property damage was way more money lost <laughs> <laughs> Because he completely blows up Matt Murdock's apartment. Yep. His really nice apartment, by the way. Like, he's got a nice place. They joke about it, too. Like, in the show, they joke about, oh, this apartment sucks because it's so bright. Yeah. It's a nice-ass apartment in the comics and in the show. And I hate that they're like, oh, this apartment sucks. Fuck you. Well, the idea was that there's a big billboard Uh that's bright and he can't see it. So it doesn't matter. You know, and he's like, nice-ass apartment. And he goes, yeah, no one wanted it. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> that billboard, yeah. I, it's better than, uh, oh my God. Blackout I, curtains, dog. Remember uh, the, the, the the Daredevil movie from the 2000s where he just sleeps in- I've never in... seen the 2000s Daredevil. If, okay, it's not great. But if you ever say, do, if you do watch the director's cut at least, because mm. the director's cut's better. Plus you get Coolio- Who's playing AI? God damn! A, he's so funny in the sh- in the movie because he is a he is technically innocent of the crime he is committing, but he keeps incriminating himself of other things. Love. Like one of my favorite scenes is they're like, "Did you do this drug?" He's like, "Well, not that drug." <laughs> <laughs> I did that one. He's like, other and one. then he starts to list off like and. <laughs> And then what's fun about that is John Favreau plays Foggy Nelson. 
Oh, you're right. He oh my does, god. Yeah. You see, I feel like I do need to watch it because I've people have said it's really bad. Yeah. But it's one of those ones that I think you'd love to hate. And again, watch don't watch the theoretical cut. Because if you're going to watch it, at least watch the better version of it. Sure. Which is the rated R director's cut. Was the theatrical version not rated R? No, it was PG-13. Ew. It was PG-13, but weirdly, the PG-13 has a sex scene and the other one doesn't. Did you see peen? No. That's PG-13. No well, peen in PG-13. Well, the P stands for penis. So. The <laughs> That's penis guidance. Penis girls. Penis girls. 13 times. That's what it stands for. Penis, hey, penis, penis girls? girls? No, like, it, <laughs> like you're letting the girls know there's penis. Okay. Hey. I didn't know if this was girls with penises or. No. Because, you know, but that also, could be a thing. Hey. Maybe. Maybe. I don't. I got no preferences. <laughs> you show me whatever you want to show, show me. Show me what you want to see, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. There's, we've Good. made so many statements in this episode. This is yeah. so many statements. Hard statements. Hard, hard statements. Hard stances we've taken. Hard Anyway, her hair is flowing again, by the way. It's, uh, it's yeah. blowing in the breeze. Blowing when we said penis girls. Uh, yeah. yeah, as soon as you said PG-13, hair blowing. I'm blowing in the breeze. Actually, take <laughs> Don't ever... <laughs> We also, said, we also said the word hard after talking about penises. So, there you know. There we go. There we go. Now my hair's blowing. Hair's yeah. blowing. <laughs> Flaccid peen, limp. Limp hair. Limp hair. To match the peen. <laughs> <laughs> Erect peen, flowing. 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 Like the blood to the dick. Yes. Thank you. Like the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <sighs> uh, <laughs> This might be the funniest episode I've had in a while. I'll be honest, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a child with cancer in this comedy. <laughs> a yeah. child is terminally, or is it cancer? What does he have? He's terminally ill. This is a hard pivot. I'm trying to remember. Because uh, the cop, oh, his last name starts with an N. But he's Nottingham. N- no, it's like <laughs> Nicholas, I think something along Nicholas, those. something like that. But he's. He was, he's framing Daredevil mm-hmm. and framing him so that way his son's medical bills can be paid. Yes. Which, fucked up, dog. And then he's working <laughs> with my boy Ben, mm-hmm. who I love at the Daily Bugle. Yes, I, I do. Ben. I really do like Ben Eric. I'm, I, oh, that's, I spoiler alert, but it made me really sad that they kill him off in season one of the show. Yeah, although you see it coming. It, it makes sense. Yeah. But the actor who played him did such a great job. He was so likable. He was so good as the character. I know. It makes me bummed out. I like who they kind of had to take the mantle of that character, especially to Karen. Yeah. But yeah, the actor who played Ben was so good. Yeah. I really liked him. He was great. He was that. that The show, the first season is near perfect Mm -hmm. of that show. It's near perfect. Season two starts off really good. And then, and then once Electra comes in, it gets kind of rough. And then it stays rough throughout the Defenders because it's more Electra. The Defenders is so rough. And uh, season three was a return to form for sure. Season three is beautiful. It's fantastic. And I do hope we see Bullseye in Born Again because they set him up to be Bullseye in like really cool way. Mm hmm. So, yeah, they, that was, ah, uh, there were yeah. so many 
moments and even just costumes because i'm a very visual person and so there were like costume moments and changes that especially in that third season of the show i loved like the suit for whatever reason in the comics Mm -hmm. love the suit yeah suit's great in the show every time the actual his daredevil suit Mm -hmm. he's wearing it i go that looks so stupid (laughs) i don't know why i hate it so much in the show yeah it's to me, the best look for him was always the like black. The yeah, the the style. Well, he starts doing that again in season three. Exactly, and that's the and I loved it. That was part of like the Man Without Fear miniseries. That's a sort of a retelling of the origin, written by Frank Miller and art by John Romita Jr. That's basically that. That's what that is. Yeah, that's what that was from because. I don't think they, they originally he had like a yellow suit, which he's going to have, I guess, in the new show. Yeah, like the red and which I actually did like. The, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's 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 more bright, although it kind of they kind of I don't know if it's just fan art or what, but they're kind of hinting in the black suit that he has in the Charles Soul run, which is going to be interesting, too. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I saw something, but I don't know if it was actually official or if it was just fans because Facebook sucks. And there's too much, yeah, Facebook sucks, but there's so much fake information. And because I'm a nerd, it's that. And yeah, just a bunch of those. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. I don't need to see people make up shit. Like, it's cool. It's fun that there's these people enthusiastic and they make up fake casting. Like, I think for the Shang-Chi 2, for example, they have like fake casting of the guy coming back as Iron Fist, which I mean... To be honest, I don't actually hate that actor. I just... No. I I think he's a great actor. I think he's really good. Okay, so two things. He was in an episode of Luke Cage as Iron Fist and had 10 times more charisma as the character in that episode. I I haven't watched all of... I think I watched the first episode of Luke Luke Cage. Cage. Luke Cage is is an amazing show for like five episodes. (laughs) Mm. And then they kill off a character that makes no sense to kill off really early. And then it's still good. Yeah. But it's not, it never returns quite to that level of awesome. That's, I, I just haven't been able to get into, I, I did the first season of Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, which was, I loved. Stellar. Second season, got in a few St- and I was like. I couldn't, I, I've started season three multiple times and I've heard it's good. It's better than season two, but yeah. I just, I don't know why I just can't. Well, it's hard once you've watched yeah. something that was really, really good to then mm-hmm. watch something that you know more than likely is probably not going to compare. Yeah. And the Defenders was so... But I also liked Iron Fist in Defenders better than I liked him in Iron Fist. Like the way he played the character. Because I hated him in the Defenders, so I'm definitely not watching Iron Fist. Just, yeah, it's rough. Season two is better, but that's not saying much. Mm. (laughs) It has a lot to do with the hand. So like Iron Fist kind of does a lot of the storyline that season two of Daredevil with the Electra stuff was getting into. Yeah. It's a lot hand. of that stuff. The hand, which in the comics are fun. The hand has like, I mean, there's connections to Wolverine in the in the yeah. hand in the comics. Actually, a really cool story that I did an episode of with Dylan Jenkins on was uh, Wolverine. Him. He's a great guy. Another awesome weight loss hero, I would say. He is looking really great. It's awesome. Um, We, he... We've talked a lot. Him and I have kind of gone back and forth and talked about that because we both right around, around the same time got into this like thought process of like, I don't want to be this place anymore in my life. Yeah. So, but we did the first episode we did, I did with him was Enemy of the State, which is a storyline where Wolverine temporarily dies and gets taken over by a hand like 
they revive him and have like a, an additional personality that they mm. put in there and he starts killing a bunch of different people and they at one point they think he kills Spider-Man but really it turns out it's just a random superhero that nobody cared about from the 60s or something you know because oh. <laughs> no one cared about that yeah. guy <laughs> and he starts killing like <laughs> shield agents and all this other stuff and then the second half is him getting revenge on the hand it's a pretty dope storyline oh well going off that storyline mm-hmm. in this one they do have like a it's, a, it's an asylum patient, right? That he yeah. has because he has nuke, and then there's an asylum patient, and the yeah. asylum patient is who he has dress up as Daredevil. Yes, which man, <laughs> that's fucking mean, just yeah. to everyone involved. <laughs> I also think it's funny that both, but Kingpin both fucks with his life, but he also kind of talks about him like he's like a fly that he's swatting. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't look at Daredevil as much of a threat. Which is interesting, at Which least at this point. It's interesting, too, because he's constantly trying to swat him away. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're constantly trying to get rid of this person who you view as a fly, if it's yeah. constant, this isn't a tiny little bug anymore. This is no. like a tick. This yeah. is someone this is something, yeah. leeching off of you. But not the tick. That's a different comic. Shit. <laughs> I need to remember who I'm speaking It was a while to. before I had a zinger, you know. I needed a dumb <laughs> I needed a dumb dad joke that I haven't I haven't said oh one in a little God. while. Yeah. You were talking about Karen and her heroin and I said Carowin off You did mic. and it was oh, it was off mic? It was off mic, so oh. I had to say it now. I had to I had to make sure that Carowin, everybody Carowin. Yep, we had yep, yep. the world needs to hear it. They do. That was stellar. That was <laughs> yeah. a really good Yeah, and you you're like, I hate you <laughs> when I said it. I love it. But yeah. I did yeah, I did hate you in the moment. It, see, that's the thing is, <laughs> it was the it was that moment where I'm like, I know that I did a good job because it, it was like it was a like it was an endearing I hate you. It was like yes, it was like I I did a I I come up with these puns pretty frequently, but not ever on stage. I never do them on stage. It's not just a fucking blow to the nuts. This is too. just yeah. This is just me in my regular life, like the the dad that I may never be, you know, but have weirdly become a grumpy dad without having kids. Love um, that. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm basically Nick from New Girl, but it's fine. <laughs> you hear that, ladies? <laughs> Nick from New Girl. That yeah. is who we all have a crush on. So, That's true. Hey. Yeah. hey, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> People are after your man. <laughs> <laughs> I like how at one point I said, uh, this girl I'm dating is black and she's originally from Africa and you get Rachel McAdams <laughs> from that. <laughs> Mentioned Rachel McAdams. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> Black actress Rachel McAdams, who we know and love, <laughs> is dating Gene Dewebber. Yeah, everybody, yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> Congrats to you for such an accomplishment. Yeah, in your dating life. <laughs> <laughs> you know just the logistics of this uh <laughs> it's great it's fantastic so yeah i don't remember if i said this off stay on on mic or off mic but i'm gonna say it right now again go for it i love the evolution of david mazzicelli's art in this because I think I was starting to say it earlier because his start at the start, it kind of reminds me of what Klaus Janssen was doing with Daredevil 
in what Frank Miller was doing with art and Daredevil. And it kind of feels like he's coming into his own as an artist mm. as it's going along. Because he has like these... I like how he draws the backgrounds, for example. The buildings, they have a very like realistic feel. Yeah. But he does these like thicker lines towards the end that have this like... like have you read the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run? No. It's great. So David Aha or Aja, I don't know which pronunciation it is, but he kind of feels like in that book is sort of channeling David Mazzuccelli at this time. Because David Mazzuccelli now, his art is a lot different. In fact, if you look on the shelf somewhere on there is a stereo's uh, polyp. I don't know if you can find it. I, I'm not going to make you like look forever it'll be next to uh alan moore though uh <laughs> i'm not I'm gonna yeah so there's so many intimidated by it's so many bookshelf what's funny is uh oh not fun i'm not funny but uh what's crazy is that bookshelf over there exists too and so does this one. Oh my god <laughs> this is that's all indie comics right there okay that's marvel and dc over there and this is Vertigo and then a little bit of horror stuff. So this has like the Sandman, I've got Lucifer, I've got all of John Constantine Hellblazer, all 26 volumes. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I respect the hell out of it. Yeah. Because I have recently just gotten back into reading. Yeah. And I'm... You were actually illiterate for a little while. You're like, yeah, I... You know, I couldn't do it. Just like you tried. Audio everything. Audio everything. Yeah. Someone would be like, hey, can you read this email? And I go, no, actually, I can't. I've lost the ability I to use read. that excuse to my employers. I go, actually, no, I can't read. <laughs> I do not know how to read. I used to. <laughs> I used it's to. It's a weird thing. I think I have dementia. I don't Traumatic know. Traumatic had a drink. Can't read. <laughs> but I, I, I started reading again and almost exclusively because of spicy fantasy romance. That's okay. what I'm into. And now my little bookshelf that I have, I've I've already started to outgrow it. And yeah. the thing that I'm struggling with now is the way that I want to organize it, I can't do because it's getting too full. This is my yeah. dream. The way yeah. that you have so many separate, okay, here's where these ones go mm -hmm. and these ones go. And I organize my little three-tiered bookshelf in the same way where I yeah. go, okay, well, all my horror ones go over here mm -hmm. and all my horror ones... <laughs> W H O R E. I get it. Thank you. There, I actually saw a comic recently that is a horror comic with a W H O. Like, it is apparently it's called I think Faithless, and it is supposed to be in the. It says in the tradition of the Divine Comedy, but it's literally like a woman who I think like gets into a sexual relationship with the daughter of Satan, maybe. Oh hell and it is yeah! Heavily. Highly, highly, like, highly explicit. Highly explicit. Like, mm. like there is one point, apparently, where she uses her... I, I was looking at reviews because I was curious about this book, and I was like, ah, I don't know, this might be a bit much for me. But, you know, this sounds like Up Your Alley. There's one point where she tell where these guys are hitting on her and this other girl, and she uses magic to have these they're like you know basically she says fuck themselves and then they get into a gay orgy these three straight guys get into a gay orgy Hell right yeah. in front of them very explicit art by the way i love it and i'm just like mm. this sounds like you this sounds like something <laughs> this sounds you know when i hear of explicit gay orgy the first name that comes to my head tina hoekstrom i love <laughs> 
And I think... Well, it's not just that, but I'm just saying that's in there, you know. No, that specifically. But that's just... You were looking at that and you went, Tina would love this. Yeah, I know, but after you after you describing your horror collection, horror. Hara. Horror. I think that's all I've got to say it is my horror... Hara. My Hara collection Hara. and then my whore collect my whore. Whore. <laughs> it's got all those. It's good. That and again, that is why I like Matt Murdock so much. Because yeah, he's, he's a whore. He's a whore. He's a man whore. He's a man whore. He's got Catholic yeah. guilt we love he's... to see. <laughs> he won't kill, but he wants to. He oh. Whoa. And he almost does. He tries yeah. to kill what the fuck is his name? Nuke? Yeah. Yeah. He tries to kill him. He does him actually doesn't. try to kill him. Yeah, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. It is He survives. This this was a this was a roller coaster of a story though. Mm-hmm. A roller coaster of a story and a roller coaster of an episode to match that story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> horror. I'm gonna say horror. Right. It's horror. It's the horror of the whole horror story. Horror of the story. <laughs> There's just so much going on. And, it's you know, Matt Murdock, he's just such a nice guy. You know, he's, he's a nice such guy. a nice guy. He's an eligible bachelor, you know. And, 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 and he does have a happy ending at the end of this with Karen. Yes. Karen yes. and him. I'm just going to talk Karen. like this for the rest of the episode. Go for it. It's going to be a good time, you know. Karen's I just, not shooting up. That's she's pretty not exciting. She goes through a very, you know, uh, she, she goes through withdrawals oh, in her yeah. underwear, and then she uses the Daredevil costume as a blanket for a while. It's a real, real nice pictures, right? In the like the imagery. Speaking of imagery, oh, one of the things that I love. I'll call it an Easter egg for okay. reasons. Oh damn it! I broke character. <laughs> We'll call it an Easter egg. Call it an Easter egg. Because of this. Because the story (laughs) takes place. The hall of the story is over Christmas time, winter time in Manhattan. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, the snow. But (laughs) all the imagery. What about the imagery? I need to hear more about this imagery. Easter. 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 It's the rebirth of Christ. The first layout pictures. What is it called? The the spl- the splash splash page. The yeah, splash page. The first few. Okay, I'm gonna stick with this now. The first few <laughs> are him laying down, and then in the fetal position. Yep. And as the splash pages go on, then it's him getting up. Then there's him in a crucifix position, mm-hmm. and him walking, and so it's. All the splash pages have Easter themes of the rebirth of Christ. It makes so much sense now. I love it. This is just a new... And scene. (laughs) I think we should just keep on going with this. I love this voice. I think it's... I gotta give you a new name, though, for you. I got it. Well, you know, I think I'll go by my first name that no, I never go by. With his voice, Cecil, you oh, know, Cecil, Cecil. Okay, I don't. Okay. I can't even say Cecil right with his voice, though. That's the no. thing. It sounds weird. It felt. It feels to Bill Burr. It feels yes, weird. It feels weird. You know what I'm trying to say? You, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, I think the problem I was is in Star Wars. The problem with Star Wars, yeah, is <laughs> not enough boobs. That's what I'm saying. Just not enough. Where's boobs. the boobs in Star Wars. Where's the boobs in Star Wars? Fucking Star Wars. We got fucking Star Wars right here. 
you know, if I'm gonna do Bill Bohr, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get real explicit right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, like everybody's all like, oh, me, 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 me. You know, I, I, I don't like Star Wars. I don't like, Star, I don't like Star Wars. Okay. That I is don't, such I, a I, solid Bill Burr. Yeah. You should, hey, <laughs> bring that into your stand-up. Hey, when I you get real re- meta, let me do yeah. Bill Burr impression during a stand-up. <laughs> Three-minute set in Portland. I Use did. that. I, 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 I think that Jared Richards stopped letting people <laughs> go the entire, like, for as long as they wanted after I... At Alley Cat? I went for 15 minutes oh. and kept on asking people for money. <laughs> Because I thought it was really funny. <laughs> and then I kept on, I was doing a partial impression of Jim Gaffigan because I kept on doing that. Like, he seems really weird. Like, I don't understand why he's doing this to us right now. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I think it's a little weird. You know, like I was doing that yeah. kind of like the, the audience voice. I didn't realize that's what I was doing until wow. someone pointed it out to me afterwards. Very true. But I just kept on adding, I just kept on being like, I was like, no, I mean, really, literally, just give me money. I'm very broke right now. I need my. And then I said my, I actually literally multiple times said my Venmo, <laughs> my cash app. I love doing that. Because sometimes so some drunk person will do yeah. it. Yeah. It works better with titties. I will it's, say that. Y- that's true. Yeah. And my titties have gone away. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, you know. That's what you get for getting fit. That's what you get for getting fit. You lose your tit. Thank you, get, you, you lose your tits. You know, you're trying to get. You're trying to. <laughs> I go to the gym, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, fucking, I just, I'm, 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 I'm at the gym. Everybody's looking at me, and I'm just trying to work out. You know, I'm just trying to fucking work out. It's Everybody, you know, I don't want to be a dick, nothing. But <laughs> that's like genuinely a very solid <laughs> impression of Bill Burr. Yeah, thank you. I <laughs> hone it. It is really okay. This is I have. Uh, it, and this is this is another no, this is just a brag honestly i have a voice actor's voice like i you have you do you really do i do because like a voice actor has to have a combination they can't be too deep and they can't be too high pitch yeah but i can do both i can get really deep like really deep like super like like i uh, like coming this summer to <laughs> to a movie theater near you teddy sprinkles the movie you know the, the Lego titty. movie, <laughs> the Lego t- Lego titty sprinkles. Lego titties. They were they. <laughs> we didn't think that video old video game titties were blocky enough. Titty sprinkles. Come to the a family movie. Um, square titties. <laughs> square titties. <laughs> um, but then I can be like, I can also be like really high pitch. You know, I'm just really do like a Morty impression. A Morty. I, uh, ah, just, I got you, bitch. I, I, even if I could, it's kind of it just it's overdone. All right. You know what I well, can do, though? Do it. <laughs> like Zorink Scoob. Like there's a ghost over there, man. That's incredible. Like I can like I'm going to get over there and I'm just going to eat a sandwich, you know? Oh, my God. Or or Casey Kasem. Like Zoink Scoob, like there's a ghost over there. You know, it's a completely different, but Jesus. it's still. You should get into voice acting. You should get into voice acting. If that. anyone's listening, hire me. For real. Yeah. This is an endorsement. Or, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Hi there, Mr. Krabs. That one's less it. It's not as good. No, it's not. I used to do better. That one sucked. It was horrible. <laughs> it was. Uh, Can you do Plankton, you know, though? That's a, plankton. That's, a, that's a good one. No, but. Uh, you ever, have like you ever it. watched uh, Gravity Falls? Yes, but only a couple yeah. episodes. Hey, dude. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, let me see. No. Yes! Hey, dude. Let me see. Uh, yeah, that was really weird. 
Yeah, dude. <gasps> yeah. That's solid. It's a little bit good. It's, you know, I can do a little bit better sometimes, but uh, yeah. Uh, fuck, there's a lot of, there's, it's weird because I just, oh, here's one. This is one. Well, hello there, Batman. That Mark Hamill. I am the Joker. Mark Hamill. I am doing the Mark Hamill Joker right now. It's a little bit interesting because you have to keep on going up higher pitch and then go low, which is the the ultimate voice acting voice. Yes. Incredible. Uh, well, and the fact that I could tell that it was specifically Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill joke. It's I, I I started trying it when I was playing the Arkham games like ten years mm. ago. So, and I was just like, I'm just gonna try it out. Just try it out. But uh, yeah. Damn. I. The only thing that is one of the hardest ones too. I uh, I freaked someone out because I did that for ten minutes straight. I just and the thing is, is when you do a voice and you start getting comfortable in it, it get gets stuck. better. You get no, but not well. You get stuck. I get stuck. What's real? Okay, so this is this is this is the funniest thing. I played Fallout Four when it first came out, mm-hmm. and I was working at a call center at the time, and I started getting pissed off, and I just started talking like this on the phones, and I just I got a little bit upset all the time. I was just like, I don't fucking want to do this job anymore. You know, I just. <laughs> I love that. I, I fucking, I just, I literally couldn't not talk like this on the phone. I, I got so weird in the voice. I just got stuck in it. You know, I was just fucking doing this all the time, you know, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was real weird because I don't normally talk like this. This isn't my regular voice, but, you know, I got stuck in this. And then now when I get upset, I just start sounding like Bill Bohr, you know, like it's, it's fucking weird, you know, and. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's, I, I think people should have more. Yeah. Like alter egos. Alter egos? Yeah. If you go... Like Daredevil and Matt Murdock. <laughs> like Daredevil and Matt... We're back, everybody. We're back. <laughs> Transitions. Mwah. You know, Let me just kiss. say, the only thing that... I, oh, I'll get into... I vocal stim a lot where yeah. I'll just get random quotes or things that I've heard. Little lines stuck in my head. And recently mm-hmm. there has been one from Spongebob that when I'm reading and it switches to a character's perspective that I don't like. Yeah. Oftentimes I will see that it switched to this character and out loud with no one around just go, Oh brother, this guy stinks. (laughs) (laughs) And it's this weird, like random fish in SpongeBob who says that. (laughs) Or he also says like, it's the same guy that goes, my leg, my leg. (laughs) I don't know why I will say that yeah. or I'll also say this is a load of barnacles <laughs> and I just get stuck in that. Anyways, I if I can do Mr. Krabs, <gasps> That's Yarr, a- it's got to be more, you know, because you, you got to get it here. Oh, weird. It's the look well, I can do who lives on a crown pineapple under the sea, SpongeBob SquarePants, you know. Yeah, that I can do that. But like, uh, well, because I don't know. Clancy Brown has such a distinct voice. Is that yeah. the guy who voices? Yeah, yeah, Sarah? yeah. He also voiced uh, Lex Luthor in the '90s on the really? animated series. Yeah, oh, and he was in Green Mile and a bunch of other movies. He was the villain in the original Highlander. What the fuck? He's a character actor. He's done a lot. <laughs> Clancy Brown is awesome, honestly. Uh, yeah, I know a lot about everything that doesn't matter. You know, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. If it's it fun. matters to you, <laughs> then it matters. <laughs> 
I'm See, this is how we know. And I this don't is, stand for this is how we know down. you're a teacher. This is like <laughs> this. This is like yep. you know. I didn't even need to say that right there, but I know you know you're a teacher. You're like no, what you do really matters. Yep, Gene, you gotta be confident in what you think because one day someone's gonna come up to I you. Sound just like that. <laughs> This is my Tina Hockstrom voice. <laughs> this is what she normally sounds like. She's doing a voice right now. She's not doing it. It was right. I was doing a bit. This is. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you've, you've, I've been exposed. The real it's, me's come out. The real you. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> we should we should probably talk a little bit about the comic. <laughs> uh, you think? Yeah. We have. we Okay. There is sprinkles of information about what we thought in this episode. There are sprinkles. It's titty sprinkles. Uh, <laughs> Bringing oh, yeah. it back. Bringing it back. Oh, yeah, brother. Bring, is that just sweat, by the way? Is that what titty sprinkles Did, are? I didn't. Is, is that just that, boob I'm sweat? I'm sorry. Is that a thing that people say? Titty sprinkles? Oh, yeah. I said it. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They all say I, it. I've by heard then, it I mean before. Me. I wasn't the by one who came who? up with it. Kyle? Kyle? No. I've heard. I think it was on a movie, maybe, or but, someone. Was the movie Ted? Maybe. Yeah, because that sounds like a Mark Wahlberg in, in a comedy series. I just, I. Hey, Titty it's Sprinkles. A, it's a fun word to say. I think it's just boob sweat. Boob sweat. Yeah, I think it's just boob sweat. Titty yeah. Sprinkles. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I could talk to you about Matt Murdock fan fiction, too. Matt, let me tell you uh, what. Yeah. Rule 34, or are we talking about something else? Uh, for fan fiction? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I. Let me get close. I've been <laughs> reading. Mm this matt murdoch fan fiction okay it's reader insert it's mm. very good okay um and oh my god what's the name of it what the fuck oh excuse me it's called the red thread okay it's on archive of our own it's incredible it's very well written and okay. at this point there are nearly 130 chapters and based on word count this dare i say novel it's not even fan fiction it's so well written <laughs> It would be over a thousand pages long. This book is longer than the Bible, and it's great. Yeah, and I love it, and I believe it to be canon. Yeah, in my heart of hearts. And you know what, though, is this is the thing, and I, I adore Marvel for doing this, and just comic books in general. The multiverse makes everything canon. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So I'm gonna believe that, and. I'm going to believe in the multiverse and that in one of these yeah. versions, not only does Matt Murdock exist in real life, but I'm dating him and he can't smell my farts. Because <laughs> if the multiverse is real, this, that this exists. is one power. This is one extra power. Like that's my power. Everything. It's my farts. You know what? That's it. That's it's true. my superpower is that nothing I do emits a, an odor. Did you ever... Okay, this reminds me... This, I don't know why this popped in my head. There was an episode... There was a sketch on Mad TV of a guy who's like... Has the power to make his farts smell like anything. And uh, and they're like... The possibilities. He's like... Because like, they're like, Ooh, Lavender, where's that coming from? And he's like, oh, I can make my fart. And then so like... So what happens is like... They, they keep on trying things and they're like, Okay, I want a really big smelly fart now. And they're like... He's like, I can't do that, whatever. And the sketch ends with him starting to do a smelly fart and like an earthquake comes. <gasps> a cliffhanger! Yeah. And it's the idea is like that he just like... his He's been holding in the stink so long... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's an apocalyptic yeah. fart. <laughs> it's an apocalyptic fart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> where they're that's their one thing where they're like, I can make a fart any smell, just not a smelly fart. But they're like, but don't ever ask me. They're tortured, and that's the yeah. thing that they don't want to give up is that if they let out a. <laughs> It's just a real, a real stinker. It's yeah. world ending. That's the amazing. funny. The best part is that it's a. They have an old, like ninety year old woman ask for the smelly fart in the sketch. Of course she would. Yeah, it's it's the best. She part. wants to yeah. feel alive. Yeah, she wants to. She wants. She wants to feel something. To yeah. feel something at ninety. Hmm. My God, the only thing I want to feel is the sweet embrace of death. Ayo, that was really mean. Yeah, <sighs> maybe some people at ninety want to live. I barely want to do that now. I'm twenty five. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm 34. I've I've <laughs> actually like I've gotten a little bit more like life in me these days. It's kind of weird. It doesn't make sense because it's not my character at all. It's not it's not my brand. My brand it's was that like fitness journey. Yeah, it's that fitness journey. I went from sad boy to glad boy, and I don't know what I Ew. feel about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I just that's how. The, if only I could be this funny on stage. <laughs> You are. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. Thank you. See, it's the teacher and me. Thank you. I don't talk down about others, only yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Anyway, um this comic book. This comic book though. This <laughs> it's a swell. You know what? I think this this comic book should cut out its mother a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I yeah. think it's been a little bit too long. What opinions on maggie let me ask maggie. that the nun gyllenhaal for specifically no, maggie gyllenhaal. gyllenhaal the mother i think she's the better of the two. Oh, you know? easily easily she easily. was in that movie wild heart have you ever seen that yeah yeah no. with uh, jeff bridges I he's a he's a country singer actually i'm thinking about crazy heart wild heart the star is born we're the star on very is born <laughs> is not that that's a whole nother movie a country star hey. okay Thoughts on Maggie? Uh, the buzz on Maggie, if you will, which was a show um, that I never saw. Because she didn't show up in his life mm -hmm. for years and years and years. Yeah. And he had had his dad. Yeah. Who, of course, died. Yeah. Because he was supposed to throw a fight and he didn't. Because mm -hmm. he was just too good of a guy. He's too good of a guy. Love him. Rest in peace. Real, too good of a guy, if you Rest ask me. Pieces. Too good of a guy. Same with Matt Murdock. Too good of a guy. I'm a I'm a bad viewer because I I truly, whether it is in a comic book or in the show, if it's Matt Murdock, I do want him to kill someone. But then mm. I also realize that if he does end up killing someone, which he breaks his his, his yeah, and, and then he's broken. Well, he's like I it's like worse. if Batman killed someone. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. Maggie can kind of suck my ass. Yeah, <laughs> like a little She's, bit. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <sighs> I have a hard time with her. And also Karen. I get, well, mm. Karen, I actually have a lot more forgiveness By for By the way, him. when she said hard time, her hair started fluttering in the wind again. It was real weird. It's, there's a fat <laughs> breeze going. <laughs> coming straight Would you say it's a girthy me. breeze? It's a girthy, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a 22 ounce. <laughs> it's, it's like, a this, tall water, boy it's like this water bottle that I got. I bought a 75 ounce <laughs> water bottle recently. I don't know why. Actually, I bought it for a hike. Water I bought, uh, yeah, I, I bought it for a hike. Actually, the hike with Rachel McAdams. Y yes, with Rachel McAdams, star of Famous mean Girls, and she black played. Actor. She played uh, the. I forgot the name of the character, but in the she was in those uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes movies. 
You're correct. She was. And then she died in the second one, which was... Wow, wow, wow. I thought they were going to bring her back. Uh, they're supposed to still make a third one of that. It's been 12 years. I thought there was a third. No. They're, really? They've talked about making a third one for 12 years, though. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. There was multiple seasons of the uh, live of the the modern interpretation with Benedict Cumberbatch, though. Yes, it was four seasons of that. Oh God, it was Super Hulock. Hulock. Super Hulock. It was a group of people. Oh, around my yeah. like when I was in middle school and high school. Again, I'm young. <laughs> so young, twenty five. So young. Who were obsessed because it was right around when around 2013, yeah. especially Tumblr. Super huge. And so it was a community of people, Super Who Lock, mm-hmm. who are big fans of Supernatural, oh, Doctor Who, yeah, and yeah. Sherlock. Those people were fucking insane. And they were writing the most <laughs> feral fan fictions I've ever seen in my life. That's great. Well, I mean, they, they actually joke about it in Supernatural. Yeah. They, about the fan fiction at one point. Uh, yeah. There's, there was pretty early on in the show, too. Yeah, because they have, they have like a whole author. Yeah. Something like that. Who becomes a whole nother character in the show yeah doesn't he because doesn't he like he's not god is he, he is god that's what that's i that's what he is yeah. thought i just i spoiler alert spoilers from spoilers for only sh- 10 years ago i think yeah at this point yeah uh, i think it was seven years ago when they had that season because the show ended two years ago now yeah something like that people are pissed about that ending years. by the oh, way yeah well you know what sucks is that they couldn't get all the characters they wanted for the the last finale scene. For mm. the very final scene when you're in heaven, because the I pandemic. I watched it. Okay. Sorry. Okay, it's fine. I, I know things, but not all the things. There's there's a scene in heaven mm. as an epilogue, you know, and they were originally going to have like a whole bunch of cast members that haven't been on the show in years, but because of the pandemic, they could only get like a few. So they got like oh. some big ones, but still, it was not as Does eventful as it could have been. He showed up in the final season. Ew. For some reason, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Who loved to look at, but mm. his character was not a great person, right? In the show. Mm, he was okay. An asshole. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. He's 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 good at that though. He, I mean he played yeah. he played the he played the comedian. He played Negan. Yeah. On, uh, yeah. He's good at playing an asshole. He played Thomas Wayne. The biggest asshole in the world, you know. I mean, I mean, honestly, if you look at the canon, he is kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thomas Wayne, yeah. Bruce Wayne, his parents were worried, <laughs> especially if you read the Grant Morrison run. Uh, <laughs> lots oh. of cult stuff. Where, like, yeah, lots of lots of cult. Love cults. Love them. You've heard it here first. Yeah. Tina Hoekstrom loves a cult. Loves loves a, a good cult, <laughs> especially the one in Midsummer. If you want to, yeah, <laughs> I would have fallen for that. Yeah, or or the one in The Wicker Man, which Midsummer was kind of a spiritual yeah. remake of in some ways. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's more boobs in Wicker Man, though, I think. But there's more Florence Pugh in Midsummer. <laughs> that's true. And that's what I live for, is Florence She's Pugh. more of a butt girl, though. I don't care. I, no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. No, I just want anything to do with her. She's dating Zach Braff right now, which is interesting. No, they've broken up. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. They just made him. He just released a movie with her. In yeah, it. and they were. I don't even think they were together when they were making that film anymore. Yeah. They've been broken up for a hot sec. I know because I again I love Florence yeah. Pugh. <laughs> she's great. She uh, as uh, the the new Black Widow. She's great too. Oh, she's 
oh, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her. And I love David Harbour. Oh, yeah. I thought Black Widow was, I really liked it. I had a lot of fun. A lot of people, some people didn't like Taskmaster because yeah. they changed the character completely. See, and I go in pretty <laughs> blind to a lot of yeah. like Marvel movies. I, I'm a person where I'll, if I like a character when I watch it, I'm one of these people, yeah. then I'll go and read comics. Yeah. But I honestly think that that's actually a good way to go about it. My brother told me that's how he does. He watches yeah. the movie first and then reads the book because then the book's always better. It's always better. Well, like, for example, Scott Pilgrim is a great movie. Scott Pilgrim vs. Mm-hmm. The comic book is 10 times better. And there's so much more story. There's so many because th- the movie takes place what seems like a week, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe a month if you really want to like stretch it out. The book is like a year and a half. The comic, mm. it takes place like they actually have a real relationship that actually feels believable in the book yeah. where like it actually makes sense them breaking up and then getting back together and like actually yeah. like really feeling like they earn it. I like that. Yeah. It's speaking of which, uh, did you hear that they got they're doing an anime with the original cast? Oh, really? Yeah. That's so Based, fucking cool. So, so they're going to be able to do the full story from the book with the original cast of the movie. Wow. There are so many, I think, comics and books that would be so much better as series than movies. I would love a Hellboy series. They've been yeah. do, they've done like I, I would also love the if if Guillermo del Toro got to make his third movie that mm. never came out because as much as I love David Harbour I didn't like that movie I didn't even see it and it's I not great. and I really like David Harbour but I was like eh, I can tell what this is probably so gonna be it is really off putting and it's weird but it's off putting to hear Hellboy say fuck because he says damn and he says hell. Mm. But he's supposed to be a guy from like the 50s. He's supposed to have the... Who would not say. Who is less likely. Yeah. Who Like he might like occasionally, you know, but it's not going to be his like... It was a big dramatic moment maybe too. Yeah. It's not going to be his prime vocabulary. It feels off character. Mm. It actually feels almost off character to make a rated R Hellboy movie, to be honest. Because Hellboy, even though it has a lot of Lovecraftian stuff, PG-13 actually kind of works for Hellboy. Like a hard PG-13 but a PG-13 mm-hmm. because I think that <sighs> there's certain characters. You know what I think is really funny though? The worst comic of Deadpool, even though the movies are rated R and great, the worst Deadpool comic is a rated R Deadpool comic. Really? The regular Deadpool comics are like, they block out the swear words. He's kind of more of a PG-13 character in the comics. Oh, that's so interesting. But like, there's gore and stuff like that, sure. but like he doesn't swear that often, and when it does, it's bubbles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think for Ryan Reynolds, it works really well, and for what they did, it works really well. But he they didn't actually need to make it rated R, although they did at the same time. It's really weird, but hmm. yeah, little hot take from Gene DeWeber right here. Little Love hot it. take. <laughs> Love a hot take. <laughs> Even though we barely talked about this, what do we <laughs> on a scale of one to ten blind lawyers? What would you give this particular story? A ten out of ten. Ten I, out of ten. I love when a character is just like rock bottom. Yeah, I truly do. I I think it lends to the best kinds of stories when a character just has nothing left and they only have their morals and they're barely clinging on to that. Mm-hmm. I think the stories that come out of that kind of situation, I love them. Yeah. And I think this was brutal yeah. and dark and so much fun at the same time. Okay. Yeah. I really like it. I, I'm i going to give it an eight 
to be honest. Okay, I'm generous. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I um it is un- unbelievably 80s. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. This feels like an 80s movie, which is fine. It is it came out in the 80s. Yeah. It's what I would say is an example. It is great and it does age better than some other stuff from that period. Although that's not completely true cuz anything DC comics from the 80s is pretty much money for the most part. Mm. I'm just going to be honest, like, especially from 85 and beyond. After Crisis of Ampere Earth, they just had a fucking explosion of amazingness. But there's something, I don't know, there is like, I don't know if it's like the style of the panels or something, but there's something to me that I was just like, it was harder for me to get into than I wanted it to be. Mm. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the storytelling, but I feel like I need to read it again, to be honest. Like, it Honestly, was a, I probably should too, because it has yeah. been years since I've read it. Yeah. To back. <laughs> the fact that you remember so much about it is insane to me because I think much. you were saying stuff that I don't remember and I was like oh my gosh and I just <laughs> read this <laughs> so uh good for you you know <laughs> thank you thank you very much yeah, good good for you good for you thank you Bill yeah you know what I'm gonna say it right now I'm gonna say right now I uh, fucking job fucking good for you that's what I'm saying you know <laughs> No, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, you know, you know, you know, a lot of people say they they fucking remember things, but they don't fucking remember things. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm mean, just, you know, I mean, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Christ. Ah, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill. You, you know, it's just an honor to be on this podcast. <laughs> and, and we're just so happy that we could fit you into the schedule, you know. <laughs> This really well-known podcast that everybody knows about, you know, yeah. I, it's, 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 it's bigger than Rogan. Yeah. It's, and you, Bill, you have such yeah. a, you've got such an open schedule. It was so nice of you to, you know, you know Gene's got such a tight shedge. Uh, it was really I nice do, of you to He does. Time. He does. And I was very happy. I was very happy, you know. Well, after Athens for Family ended, I, I got a little bit more extra free time. So, you know, it's. We're just happy to have you. <laughs> blessed to be able to talk to you. Anyone's blessed. It's me, you know. Wow. Let me tell you about Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go in a horrible direction. Let me tell uh, you about my opinions on let politics. Let me tell you about Let me tell you <laughs> about, about what? <laughs> opinions on politics. Politics, yeah. Let, let's get it. No, let's not do that. Oh, um, no. I, <laughs> don't do that, Bill. Shut your fucking mouth, Bill. <laughs> I want to hear it. Anyway, um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, and maybe if I reread it, I would get a. I think part of it was I was like, I'm a very visual person, and so like mm. if the la, if the art from the last three issues was the art throughout the entire book, I would like it more because I like it, and his art is great throughout, but it, it's, it's transforming as it's going. Sure. And for me, the perfect story that this team has done is Batman year one. Batman year one is, and I haven't done an episode on Batman year one. I need to get someone to do that. Calling all Batman. Yeah. Year one. Yes. Enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. Cause Batman year one is damn near perfect comic. And it came out around the same time as this, yeah. just with DC. And I think that it speaks though, that the two big things that this team has done is Batman and Daredevil. Cause in a lot of ways there are similarities. I love that, too. The similarities between them. I think when the most recent Batman movie came out. Yeah, that's when it was. I got into conversations with people mm-hmm. about who they think would win in a fight between yeah. Batman and Daredevil. And they're very similar in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And, well, I'll ask you, though. Who do you think would win? 
Batman just because of the gadgets. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Pure gadgets. Batman is he's kind of, it's funny because he his they recently revealed in the comics that he has a metahuman power of super intelligence. Oh. Yeah. It's or it's it's so he's so intelligent that it's basically at a metahuman level. But he has a contingency plan for every member of the Justice League. If any of them go bad or do so, or even like get con- or someone takes control over them and they start to do bad, he could kill any member of the Justice League at any time. Damn. Including Superman and Wonder Woman. Like Hi, Bruce. He's uh yeah, that's actually there's a story called Tower of Babel that that's how yeah. It was actually Mark Wade. Great. Once again, great comic book creator. He was like, yeah, let's do the story. And what it was was that Rachel Ghoul in the story finds the stuff and starts actually like doing things to show or like to basically reveal all these things. And Batman gets kicked out of the Justice League for a while because of that. So it's a pretty, you know, you know, I get it because the apprehension after that happening where they're like, yeah, you could kill any of us. Why he eventually is like, this is there's a good reason for this here, yeah. Your ultimate power, you know. I mean, all of these characters, but mm-hmm. yeah, I love comics. Uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> first time I've ever said that on this podcast. Jason loves comics, I love comics. Never said that before at all. No, on this podcast, on this podcast, for comics for comics that's called obsessive comic disorder nope never would have guessed <laughs> jesus um so i have some uh so even though we barely got into that i'm gonna ask some questions that i like to Roll ask for the out. end first question what was your first meaningful interaction with comic books and this could be comic books themselves this could be a like a movie. It could be a cartoon that was based mm. off of comic books. Just like the overall zeitgeist, this pop culture monolith that it is. Spider Man. Just Spider-Man. as just as a whole, it was yeah. Spider Man for me. I went through a big phase right around the time I got out of middle school and I was in high school. Okay. My freshman year, I went through a really big spider-man phase i had watched all of the toby Maguire movies mm-hmm. really liked them and then of course me being 14 15 and i saw andrew garfield mm-hmm. as spider-man i was like this is my new favorite character <laughs> i've ever seen he's a great spider-man he's way. a great spider-man i still think tom holland fits the best for like age yes but there was just something about andrew garfield's sass and that Peter Parker ness yeah. yes. that I just really liked. And then I remember going to I believe it's Tony's, the comic book shop that's Kaiser. Tony's Kingdom of Comics. I might have to check that place out. I've never been there. Yeah, it's on um River Road, I think. And that was kind of the first and I Right across seen... from Dry Street. Hmm? Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get out. <laughs> I I had I had watched like Marvel movies previous to that too. Like I think Yeah, because Iron Man was what, two thousand eight. Yeah. And I remember seeing that in the theaters too, but but it was Spider Man that I wanted more of than yeah. what was available at the time just for movies. And so I was like, Oh, this is a comic book character and then I just started to read random comics that I would go with my dad to the store and, and get 
comics of Spider-Man, and I did really enjoy those. And then yeah, I stopped really caring about superheroes for a long time and mm-hmm. kind of like comics in general. And then I can't even remember what kind of re-sparked it, but it was really, it was Spider-Man was the first superhero that I just, I liked them as a person. I didn't care about their superpowers. Yeah. I was like, I just like this character. He's the most relatable. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because it's not just sometimes it doesn't even have to be Peter Parker, the character Spider-Man. There's this thing where no matter what version of Spider-Man for the most part, Miles Morales is also super relatable. Mm-hmm. There's just but with Peter, he has the what he calls the Parker luck, which reminds me of tax season, really. Uh, <laughs> every year. And now I'm self-employed, so I don't get tax returns. But uh, <laughs> um but every year I would get tax returns, I would always be like, I'm going to buy something nice for myself. And then some big bill. Yep. Every year. It's like clockwork. Yep. Something would happen. I would I would have a car issue. I would get a medical issue. I there was something bad. would happen. And it was like, it's like, oh, that old. And it's the Parker luck. Obviously, I'm not Peter Parker, but that's what he has. It's mm-hmm. that concept of every time something good happens in Peter Parker's life, something bad is soon to follow. That's one of the most relatable things mm-hmm. as a human being. Because it's not even like, it's not always true, but it, it seems to be, and it's like, it is kind of a pessimistic outlook in a way, but also a very realistic <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more of the, I always kind of think of it as, especially when I've been really low dips of... Yeah. Well, shit sucks. I can just go, eventually, things have to get better. Yeah. And it's the same thing when things are really, really good. Mm-hmm. They can't stay that way. And that's just, yeah, life just ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And it's all a matter of perspective, really. Because yeah. you can look at it as something bad happened after something good, or you can look at it as something good happened after something bad, you know? Or just... Well, let me tell you about fucking things that are fucking bad, all right? Let me... <laughs> Bill? <laughs> Sorry, I was about to go, but then this this fucking asshole just crushed talking about <laughs> fucking life and how you look at it. I don't fucking care what you think. Get too right? fucking serious. <laughs> it's too fucking serious. What the hell is this? <laughs> anyway, um, I, I couldn't resist. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, no, yeah, I get it, though. Yeah, Peter Parker is... He is really interestingly, and, and they, that's by design, because that's what Stanley wanted to do. He wanted to have the everyman of superheroes, because you already had, at the time, you had Tony Stark, which was one of the first Marvel heroes, mm-hmm. one of the more first Marvel comics, and he was a rich guy who got in insanely a bad situation. Smart. Insanely yeah. smart. Not he's He was Howard Hughes as a superhero, basically. And then you had the Fantastic Four, which were a family, and they were relatable in their own ways. Because they were one of the first times where, like, superheroes would have family arguments randomly. Mm. And, like, you had different quirks and every character was a little bit different. But they still were, like, in the Baxter building. You know, they still yeah. had government funding and they had yeah. all this other stuff. And so you have Peter Parker. And then you have the X-Men, which are, you know, a whole thing about uh, about segregation mm-hmm. and, and rights and everything like that. and Which is relatable, too. But like Peter Parker is just, just a, a normal kid. kid, just a kid who ha- who has a situation. He loses his uncle. He gets powers and he's just trying to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's constantly like getting. I love that scene in the uh, I think it's the second his second movie where he goes to buy flowers and he hands them the money and they give him two flowers. <laughs> yes, because he's trying to get flowers for MJ, right? Yeah. Yeah. For the show and like. Oh. He's trying to get like a bouquet. Yeah. And 
they he omits enough money for two flowers. There's yeah. something very sweet about Tommy Maguire's Spider-Man too. He's the like, Ditko he Spider-Man. Just... He's the original Spider-Man, mm-hmm. really, in a lot of ways. And he just has that, just like puppy dog. He's he's got a bashful boy. Yeah. Phil to him. Yeah. They each. I truly, I believe, each of the movie Spider-Men. Yeah. They each have their own Spider-Man. thing that they bring that I yeah. I really like, which is why. Oh, No Way Home was incredible. So good. So So good. I was so excited. And to bring it on home, my boy Matt Murdock. (laughs) (laughs) Was in that. Spoilers. Have you seen the extended cut where there's more scenes with him? I think so. Yeah, it's like seven. It's like 11 minutes longer or something like that. Seven minutes longer. I think I have. I think when it, I found like bootlegged. (laughs) 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 Tina admits to crimes on the internet. Um, Yeah. People say worse things in podcasts. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Do you remember what the first comic book you owned was? It was a Spider-Man one. The Spider-Man I one. don't remember which one it was. It was some random one. Just, okay. I think it was what they had available in the comic book store. Because <laughs> I never have the ones that I'm looking for when I go. And yeah. And especially if you're getting singles. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think around that time, also, it wasn't an Amazon situation, so yeah. I couldn't find the specific one I wanted, and I didn't know what I was looking for, so I just kind of went, this one looks well, good. In comic book, the stores are based off of pre-orders. Wait. What? I think the first, one of the first ones I got was one, it was like a, a, a thick boy. A but thick I, boy. A thick boy. And it had when Gwen Stacy yeah. dies. And I didn't know she died. Mm-hmm. It was before that second movie. In the Andrew Garfield ones, so it's like out. a reprint, basically, of that storyline. Well, because she dies in the comics. Yeah, but she died in like the sixties, seventies. Yes, yeah. so it was a re- so I didn't know that that happened. Yeah. Yet, because mm-hmm. I was a little a little baby, and so I had seen like the first Amazing Spider-Man, and then that was yeah. what sparked it. And so I went and I got, yeah, I got a big like a volume one. Oh, okay. And then Gwen Stacy died in it, and I didn't know she was gonna die. Yeah. So then when the second one came out, I was really sad because I knew what was going to happen. Mm, okay. I So I think that was, it was a Spider-Man one and I don't remember I wonder if it was, title of it. was it like a modern looking one or no? Yes. One? Was it Spider-Man Blue? Well, hold on. Not modern as in, it was definitely an old. Oh, okay. So it was like, the actual original Yes, issues. but it was, I think, a reprint. Okay. Because I wasn't yeah. sure. Because there's also, there's a really good graphic novel by Jeff Loeb. And Tim Sell, the same people who did the Long Halloween, mm. they did. So there's Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray, and then Captain America White. So each one is based is a different color, but and they're all like based off of like they're all kind of like retellings of really classic moments. So the Spider-Man Blue is the death of Gwen Stacy. Daredevil Yellow, of course, is the like origin like when he's first starting out and he has the yellow costume. Yeah. Hulk Gray is, I think, also about the origins of Hulk. And I haven't read it. I don't I don't remember what Captain America White, aside from that it's about him and Bucky during World War II. Mm. So and that was the last one. Yeah. Do you have like a top five favorite comic book series by chance? I don't even know. Or like graphic novels or <laughs> it's totally fine if you don't or I don't even think I do. I need to. I only barely dipped my toes into comic books. Here's a here's a better one. Do you have a top five favorite comic book characters? Mm. Spider Man and Daredevil are definitely my like top two. Okay. I really like Bucky Barnes. Okay. The Winter Soldier. I. The White Wolf. <laughs> I, 
I recently got a compilation reprint of Moon Knight. Okay. And that one was very strange. <laughs> was a- it the Jeff Lemire one where he's like in a, a sand asylum? No. no okay. It was one where it was a compilation of like several comics throughout the years. Oh, okay. And so there was one from like the 60s. And then there was, an, you know, later yeah. on, there was one that was very modern where it was all these different moon nights and all these different universes. Interesting. Okay. But then there was one where he was doing the, oh, the werewolf guy. Werewolf by night. That's how yes. he first appeared was yes. the werewolf by night. Yeah. And he just, Which I laughed Jack so hard Russell is the name. Kept calling him a freak. And it That's made me great. laugh so hard. He would just go, what's wrong with you, freak? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what made me laugh. But <laughs> moon night, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Iron Man. Okay. How many is that? Four? That's four. Yeah. Okay. Now I have to pick one more. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Easy okay. peasy. Great. Yeah. Great. There's a, I need to read it, but there's like a, like Scarlet Witch comic where she's solving a murder mystery <gasps> called Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Oh, that really sounds good. cool. Yeah. It's, someone described it as Columbo with Scarlet Witch, <laughs> which sounds <laughs> great, honestly. Yeah. It's one of those, like, because Marvel has been doing for a little while, they will do these, like, limited series that are, like, character-driven, where they're, like, specific one. And it's it's one of those, yeah. like, times where you can read it and they'll reference stuff that happened before, but they're a lot more self-contained. Anyway, the last question I ask, well, not last question, but one of the last questions I ask, and it's this is a shift. What was your inspiration for getting to comedy? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Whiplash. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think a big thing for me was I would have family movie nights when I was growing up. And mm-hmm. I remember my dad bringing home. I remember this very vividly. He brought home Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, mm. on VHS. <laughs> and I remember looking at the cover and thinking it was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and I thought I was going to hate this and I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. And we watched it. And I had never seen my dad laugh so hard at anything in my life. Mm. And that was a turning point for me of just, I want to make people laugh like that. Yeah. So that was my, as a child thing. And then I did a lot of theater in middle school and high school. And I always liked comedic relief roles. Makes sense why you have more of a projected voice on stage. (laughs) (laughs) I am fucking loud. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, so I, Grew up doing a lot of theater, and then I, I don't know, I just started doing improv first and really enjoyed that, and yeah. then just started to dip my toes into stand-up. I feel like improv is like the gateway drug for theater kids in the comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and what I love about, I, I like improv and, and stand-up separately for different yeah. reasons, because improv is so great, because if you are drowning, there are yeah. so many people who can either get you up. Or you all drown together. And that's, a, you know, just to go down with the ship. And they might be an act out of you all drowning. It might be. <laughs> it could be. Whereas with stand-up, it's scarier in a lot of ways because if you're drowning, there's yeah. no one to save you. But if you're killing it, it's just you. And I think yeah. that's such a good feeling of like, no one is helping me do this. It's just me. There's that concept where like, even when I can get down on myself about comedy, there are some jokes that I've written and i'm just like how did i come up with that mm-hmm. how is that a thing i do <laughs> and it's oh, fucking amazing it's great and there's there's literally there's no better feeling i remember feeling it when i was in seventh grade and i was doing shows 
in theater and in my mm-hmm. classes. And the feeling that you get when you know you're doing a good job performing is this high that yeah. there's nothing better than. And, it's fantastic. Oh, it's great. And getting to talk to other comics and especially for me, getting to talk to other women who are getting into comedy. Yeah. And mostly telling them, don't fucking listen to what unfunny men tell you. <laughs> yeah. Which happens a lot. I think overall, in general, it's best not to listen to other comics most of the time. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah. if that person doesn't, if you don't think they're funny. Yeah. Or, you know, they're not. Even if someone's more experienced than you, it doesn't mean they're better than you. But if you don't find that person funny, don't yeah. fucking listen to their advice. I've So apparently there's other people have said this, but I came up with this on my own and then I've heard other people say this. But it's the idea is anytime someone gives you advice, they're telling you how to be like them. They're telling you mm-hmm. how to be like that person. Yep. So advice isn't bad necessarily because some people might be like, oh, that just means you're never going to take advice. Like, no, that just means I'm selective. Yeah. I won't say, like, someone can even be successful, but they're not the success you want. Yep. So, because, like, I have some friends that are financially more successful in other aspects of life, but I'm less inclined because of where they are other parts of their life. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that to me, what's important to me isn't always important to them and vice versa. And so it's like, yeah, cool. I could be where you are in that aspect. And who knows, some of these people might be listening right now and be upset with me, but that's fine, you know. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) No. Um, But is this concept of like, I have my journey and I am a stubborn motherfucker, so I am very tenacious. But the thing is, is that I am that kind of person that once I get something down, once I figure something out, it's better than anything anyone else could have tried to help me with. And I, 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 I hate to say that. I hate to be like, oh, man, I did this all myself. But at the same time, it's like, yes. That is what it is. This podcast, for example, I do need to get more listeners. That's the thing. But it wouldn't be what it is. Everything that's become from this podcast is me. This is obviously I have my guests and, you know, some guests are better than others and worse than others. And the guests wouldn't be here without you. Yeah. But it wouldn't be this recording that's happening right now that you're listening to in a week from now or two years from now or a million years and you found this and this was the one thing you decided to listen to. Who knows? You know, (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is an alien race being like, this is what happened with humanity. Ooh. Oh my God. Lots of talks about. I see why it failed. I see why it failed. (laughs) They could have gone without those 13 minutes about AIDS, you know, like. (laughs) That's, that's an objective. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. But, But we'll never know. But when it comes down to it, this like, the things that I do well, it's like my art. I took one art class and I didn't learn anything from it. Mm-hmm. All I learned from it was, oh, sometimes it's good to like have someone sit still and draw on that person. Yeah. It's not- <laughs> Honestly, I gave, became a better artist when I just decided. And I don't know if they still do this stuff now, but they were back in 2017 before I started doing comedy. I was trying to become, I was starting to do like comic strips, which I still do every once in a while, but I was trying to get better as an artist. So what I did was I found a studio in Portland that were doing live nude models to draw. And it was also nice because I got to see titties, but uh, you know, I <laughs> started off strong. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. I just, I'm a, I'm a guy it's through and through. But I, regardless of that, I got to learn how to draw people better in different positions and learned about the human form 
to the point where sometimes I still fuck it up, but like I got better as an artist overall mm-hmm. because of that, because I got, because very rarely do you have an opportunity to just stare at someone and not just that, but like I got better at drawing faster because they, the long poses is a half hour, right? So they start off with these five minute poses, then they did 10 minute poses and then half hour poses. So like all together, I think you were there for two and a half hours, three hours, something like that. Wow. And so maybe it might have been just two hours, but you were there and they would do these different lengthy poses. But I was like, the more I went, those half hour poses started looking really good. They started to be like really detailed. And I was like, it was amazing to me to learn that I could do this quicker art. Now, does that still be the case sometimes when I'm trying now? Not really, because I have ADHD and I hyper focus, but <laughs> that's fun. But either way, I learned a lot from that. Mm-hmm. And now my ADHD is reminding me, I don't know why I started this conversation, this this thing about art. It's fine. Well, you're also talking to someone with ADHD. Yeah. We just, we both, we both lost the plot. <laughs> we were talking about Living comedy. Living life. Oh, I was talking about the idea of taking it. We were talking about advice. Yes. Yeah. So, but because I, t- I learned more about how to do art doing those and how to be a better artist and how that whatever than I ever did from people trying to show me or watching instructional videos or something like that. And it's I would always what works lose best for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There's, there's so many times there, there are people in comedy who, if they, and I think there's a great way to give constructive criticism where it's uh, Tyler Bow is a great example. Yeah. I love doing shows with him. And his way of like talking to me about my jokes, he goes, oh, that joke's really funny. What if you like paired this part of your joke with this? And like, what if you added this? It's a, what you already have is great. Here's how you can improve it rather than being like, it'd be much better if you did this. Like there's just a different. It also lets you consider it instead of saying, Mm -hmm. because even that could be wrong. And it allows the person to say, I could be wrong about this, but have you tried this? Yeah. It's a way better way to approach something. Yeah. And I I love that kind of feedback. And Tyler is someone who's super funny, too. And yeah. I'm just like, that's a person who can tell me all kinds of tips and tricks and give me advice because I see them. They're kind. Yes. They're funny. They are making their fucking way in the world. Yeah. But if it's this guy who came to an open mic once and goes hey sweetheart you really need to slow down like get off my jock bro (laughs) get out of here and it's always the person who's not funny no it's it's always someone who is they always have no personal space either so god it's always the men who come right up and they breathe on you and they go you know it'd be really great if you just slow down you got so many beautiful words (laughs) and i'm like i want to hit you yeah and they don't approach it like that, like Tyler would either. They're not no. like, would you have you? Because I've had times and I realized sometimes maybe I'm not the best person to do this. And I've learned this. I've had the self-awareness later sometimes. But I've had time. I have had. I have approached people like that. I'm like, hey, I saw you do this. Have you tried this? Because mm-hmm. I that's that's I learned that a long time ago. It's never a good idea to tell someone they're doing something wrong. Yeah. It's never. I li- it's funny because I listened to the audio book of How to Win Friends and Influence People. You ever heard mm-hmm. that? No. It's an old it's from like the 40s and it was written by oh hell yeah it was written by a guy like a really famous billionaire who like 
has one of the one of the Carnegie, the guy who oh. Carnegie Hall is based on, is yes. written based off named after. So Dell, I think Dell Carnegie, maybe. Anyway, the entire it's great. It's actually great advice because the entire thing is just never criticize people. Be kind, but don't flatter people. Because when you're flattering someone, you're not actually being kind to someone. You're just pretending to be. You're yep. just like you're trying to you're sucking up to them. So it's like it's basically all these things is just basically like and show interest in people and all these like really actually important things in life that most people don't do because they're stuck in their own heads. Mm -hmm. But it was still like a good reminder of these things. And there's a couple of things in there that I was like, yeah, but that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Especially from the 40s. The 40s. <laughs> but like overall, it was actually legitimately good advice because like one of the things because it, it was created for sales. Basically, that's the whole thing. It was created for people to help try to sell things better. Yeah. But they were like, he, one of the things he said is like, he made better sales when he talked to someone about their interest before he actually got into like, I just want to give this because it was like, you're going to do better when you actually show that you care about this person and not mm -hmm. just, oh, hey, <laughs> you really need to buy <laughs> you this, need this thing. Yeah, exactly. But it's like overall, it's like that's just how, like it's a good way to be friends with people. Like you're never yeah. going to if you're always talking about yourself, you're never going to get friends very far. For sure. So. That's why I have no friends. Yep, I only same here. talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> only talk about me, baby. Yeah. So before we're done here, do you have anything to plug, whether it's social media or any, I know you do like an ongoing show once a month or something like yes, that. Yes. I co-produce and host a show called Date Night Comedy for Couples. Mm -hmm. I run that with Dash Thompson. Our next show is going to be in Kaiser on July 7th. And we're doing a back-to-back -back with the show Sexy Talk. Okay. That is produced and hosted by Tony Meyer and Curtis Everett. Nice. So that's a really fun night. More than that, is there anything else coming up? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. I realized the thing I was going to plug yeah. was on June 10th, and I don't know if that no that's, that's what <laughs> no but i'll be at a sex club doing comedy but uh other than that yeah. yeah that's kind of the the big one coming up and then i think i'm doing maybe a couple other odd shows in portland in july and okay. i'm on social media at tina hoagstrom all right which, if you want to know how that's spelled, just look at the title of the episode h-o-g-s-t-r-o-m <laughs> <laughs> lead yeah. with Ho, and end with Gustrum. Good. Look at the title of the episode, everybody. <laughs> yep. uh, <laughs> and I always, it's funny, because I do confirm, like, I look at people's social media just to make sure I spell it right. Because oh, there's yeah. been a couple times where I started to spell it wrong, and I was like... Argh. My favorite is when I get, like, hog storm. Mm -hmm. That hurts. Well, like, <laughs> I had Logan Lockmiller on, and yeah. his name is spelled weird. Uh, <laughs> mm. Because Locke is like, it looks like Loge, Loge or something. Oh, like, L-O-C-H? It's L-O-U-G-H. Oh. M-I-L-L-E-R. There's no K in there. No. Yeah, it doesn't look <gasps> like Locke. That's weird. But it's, it's pronounced Locke Miller. It's not Low Miller. It's wow. Locke Miller. But you wouldn't know that by the spelling. No, um, you would not. And he even admits that. Like, <laughs> So it's like, yeah. And then my final question, and this is just because I think it's fun. What is the moral of the story? Don't do heroin. Mm. I think that's, to me, 
Don't do heroin. Don't do heroin. Yeah. Because that really is what fucked everything up. Mm. Karen doing Karen heroin. <laughs> Other than that. Hmm. I really think don't do heroin might be okay. it. That's a good. I, yeah, I like that. Don't one. do heroin. Don't do heroin. And my moral of the story is do whatever you want. You know, <laughs> nothing matters. Uh, it's all a big joke. Even if God exists, he's probably laughing. I don't know. Kill people if you want Kill- to. Okay, let's go. Uh, you know, but okay. Matt Murdock. Do most of Matt what- Murdock tried. That's true. And he's a superhero. Yeah. Look at Frank Castle. Nothing is sacred. That's that's the story, really. I think that's what Captain America learned about Nuke in America. Oof. Yeah. Nothing is and sacred. And he realized that he was being trained and his whole experiment was what? Oh, God. And he was the only one who survived. Ayo, Nuke. Another moral I would say is if you want to sleep like a superhero, sleep in the fetal position. Yep. <laughs> sleep in the fetal position. Sleep in the fetal position. Like you are scared from all your haunted yeah. memories. Yeah. Don't turn down blind people as a dating option. That's another one. That's what I would Absolutely not. In fact, yeah. I encourage more blind people to get after me. It would yeah. it would really help a lot of my self esteem <laughs> issues. Because it's more people who yeah. can't see me. <laughs> My my sister one time asked, yeah. she was like, and I think I've talked about this in stand-up, she goes, yeah, if you were to like, you know, bone any superhero, if you could have sex with any superhero, who would you have sex with? We were having this conversation and yeah. she said, I want to say it was like Captain America, mm. which you're not wrong, but very vanilla in my opinion, I think. And then I, of course, said Matt Murdock, Daredevil, yeah. and she paused and she goes, oh, is it because he's blind? I was like, that really hurts my feelings, but thank you. <laughs> and yeah, a little bit it is. <laughs> a little bit it is. Yeah. You can't see me. I'm going to say Power Girl. Boob window. Yeah. That's Boob window. <laughs> <laughs> we got types. Yeah, you got, you know. You like boobs. Uh, I like the like, blind. I, I like, I like women, to be honest, but boobs are nice. What can I say? They, yeah. I was breastfed as a kid. This is really good to know. Yeah. I was also, I believe, breastfed. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Two breastfed people. Look at us. Look at us. Look how, look how. And look how well we turned out. we turned out to be. Yeah. Is this, is this a, now a podcast telling people not to breastfeed their kids because look how they turn out? Hmm. We're the products of breastfeeding, Gene. This is it's true. <laughs> it's very true. Um, nah, I think, I think you should still choose your own. You know, that, right. I already right. I already established nihilism throughout this episode. That's true. We so like also... trying to tell people what to do is not my prerogative at all. It, legitimately, that's if you will learn anything from me as a person, that is the number one thing. I will never tell you what to do. I'll judge you harshly for it, but I will never so then, tell you. What to this do. is a, this is a warning. <laughs> Go, you can breastfeed. <laughs> you but can. Here's the consequences. Yeah, I mean, also, I think that it's actually important because there's a lot of nutrients that you get from breastfeeding and stuff like that. Gene, but, I'm trying to be funny. I also support breastfeeding. Yeah. Okay. Both for adults and children. Uh. <laughs> See, brought it back. Brought it back. God, let me tell you about breastfeeding. What? <laughs> let me tell you. What? Fucking bullshit. Fucking fucking women just going out, putting the titties out, just fucking breastfeeding, breastfeeding the children in the park. In the park, just. <laughs> and then they get mad if I look. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and on that note, enjoy your life. <laughs> 
Woo! <laughs> I will. Upside.